0: Alright friends, Zig coming in at the top today on the show, we have Michael Nigerian, also known as Mad Dog, from State Radio, from Rat Finked, and the Remote Players Club. This podcast was, uh, or at least this interview, was really exciting for me. Um, Mike is a musician I always admired, because when I was in high school, um, State Radio, this band had a huge impact on me. They used to do this thing, uh, a non-profit called Calling All Crows, and they would do service projects before each show. And their singer was a hero of mine. Chadwick Stokes is one of my favorite singer-songwriters of all time. Um, but at the time, he was a, just out of the band Dispatch and started this other band, State Radio. And they would so they would do all these shows, right? And they would do these service projects. And you can come hang out with the band and do something cool and help someone out before the show. Now Crows is still around, so they still do service projects and awesome things. But... Um, So State Radio was touring through Columbus, and State Radio was like a more edgy, punk, hard rock, reggae-driven band compared to like Dispatch. Um, But they were were touring through, they were going through Columbus, and the service project was to paint a playground. Um, Like this playground didn't, it used to have like a a big map on the ground, and it was all faded. So you can come hang out with the band and paint the playground. And I remember going there and seeing the three dudes, I'm like, that's that's Chad, that's, that's Mad Dog, and that's, that's Chuck, whoa, this is crazy, they're real, <laughs> you know, just geeking out, because um, I've listened to these records for, uh, I don't even know how many, that, how many years at that point, but, like, um, so, you get some paint, you start playing in the playground, and then, like, you're working your way up to talk to the dudes, and, like, me and my, my aunt was with me, my Aunt Kim, and we started talking with Chad, and she was, like, hyping me up, and I'm, like, I don't tell anything, and but it ended up being the coolest thing ever cuz they were like well why don't you you want to play a, a a solo on one of our songs at the very end of our set and I was like ah! and from that moment on my life was changed and i had the goal of wanting to do my own version of my own music and have my own creative f- fulfillment but also find a way to make it impactful and helpful to others in any form which is 100% of who I am now is because of this one moment so um, that got done we painted up the park we hung out and then uh, I got to hang out on the bus and learn the song and then go play it and everything was different from that day on which brings us to now so Mike was always you we stayed in touch throughout the years and uh, ended up doing a couple ABT tours with State Radio and buddied up with Mike Moore there and it was a really cool experience and Mike, to me, was the guy. He was doing the real deal gig out there, road-dogging, doing the original music, and doing it right, and doing something unique and impactful and cool. So to have this conversation was a big honor and a really cool insight to something that meant so much for me growing up into um, the musician and the music philosophy and mindset that I have now. Michael has a book called Strange Perspectives, Volume 1. And it's a memoir of his time with State Radio and some of the crazy shenanigans they got into. And some of his uh, memoirs from his early musical career and growing into the musician he became to be. So you can get that on Amazon. It's a digital uh, Kindle form. And uh, hopefully we can bug him enough to make a hard copy and to do Strange Perspectives Volume 2. So this podcast is mixed by Studio 44, C-L-E. If you go to Studio 44 Cleveland and reach out to Jay Sparrow on Facebook at Studio 44 Cleveland or Studio 44 Cleveland at gmail.com, Jay can make your video streamed and audio needs sound the best they can be. Um, also, if you guys can like, subscribe, rate, review to the podcast and on the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool people and sharing these insights with you. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Michael Nigerian. But one more thing um, some current updates, really cool ones. If you're new to the show, I play in a band called C Level, letter C dash. I don't think I mentioned it before uh, in the, my preamble up until now, but letter C dash level. Um, we got some really rad shows coming up, one of which being June 21st at the Music Box Supper Club. I'm playing a solo dolo set opening for John Doe, the legendary John Doe. I had him on the podcast a couple episodes back. Um, so June 21st, um, the Music Box Supper Club, I'm doing a solo set opening for John. And then July 10th, the full band, we are opening for Yellow Man at the Grog Shop. Um, that was, uh, that was probably a couple months ago, but I talked to Yellow Man, so if you dig either of those artists and you're in the Cleveland area, come hang out with us, or if you want to hear my, my shenanigans and, encounter with those two amazing artists, dive back into the podcast, uh, um, catalog and check out those episodes. John Doe had some really wise things to say, and so did Yellow Man, um, but without further ado, here's my chat with the Mad Dog. Yo! Yeah. Dave, what's up, man? How you doing? Not bad, man. How's it going? Oh, it's going, dude. Nice. Long time no hear. How you I been? <laughs> Good.
1: Good, man. I've been, fo- I've been following you on the interwebs, though. You have been seem like you've been pretty busy, still jamming tunes and stuff.
0: Trying. Trying. Despite, despite all the madness, trying to stay busy. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess busy nowadays is different than busy before that, right?
0: Right. Busy now is, like, reasonable. Yeah. You know,
1: know. you got one one gig a week or something.
0: Right. And the ones with the whole, like, time change, the ones that you do have, you're done by, like, nine. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. That's not a bad thing, I
0: guess. No. I mean, it's definitely different, but it's, for working, like, a steady gig, it's way more doable, you know? Yeah.
1: I hear you dude. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Congratulations my friend on on the family. There's a family now.
1: There's a family. Yeah. <laughs> That's Definitely amazing. Like, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's cool. It's just a, a different um, different dynamic, right? Right. Got to worry about your uh, other other people besides yourself.
0: <laughs> Definitely has to be a, a game changer in that sense of like even just doing music before just you know you're kind of floating on your own or to keep the group going but the now to put the family function into it it's a whole nother level of fuck I guess I will take that cover gig. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Then now, now when I jam I pretty much play with guys that are that have kids. I'm like the I'm like in the dad band, you know?
0: Dad rock.
1: <laughs> and uh and we, we play we play the tunes 80s tunes (laughs) and stuff like that so it's um it's different but it's uh it's cool I mean just to be able to play it all you feel fortunate these days right
0: right well yeah with everything with uh, uh, responsibilities aside with just being able to get together (laughs) with people Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's it's completely different now so yeah that's great (laughs) Any type of any type of contact yeah soon i think
1: we will we'll be good though i mean maybe like five months or something or six months or something like that you know like by the fall i'm hoping that we will be we will be pretty good
0: fingers crossed was are you like with the with that group are you is it like cover band is it like just jamming for fun
1: yeah 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 it's just like it's a bunch of guys that we will play gigs you know but maybe like once a month or something but not not since really since covid right and we've We've jammed here and there, like with each other, but not much. I mean, I haven't been very active since COVID.
0: Right. That will same. <laughs> Everybody's been not very active. Is this the? Is that the last time I remember talking? Which was a long time ago. There was something about a Tom Petty cover band you were doing. Are these? Like-
1: oh man, yeah, no. That was that was my my buddy from college. That was like um, we were just playing. Um, a Halloween show, I think, and we were doing like a Tom Petty set.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That must have been like, man, like 2013 or something.
0: Right. I, it was that one of the, I think it was the 12. last time I saw you, which was like, you're dressed up as a whoopee cushion, and we we were doing that 5K. The, um. Yeah, that the, must have been 2012 then, right? I think so. I don't, I don't really remember. But for some reason, I remember you guys talking about a Tom Petty band. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I remembered that, but thinking of cover bands and '80s music, I guess it went hand in hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, that band has some original, uh, some original tunes, but um, it's it was covering covering that night. I think it was the idea was you're supposed to choose a an artist and like play the songs, play right, like for Halloween, five or six. Yeah, for Halloween, so. That's kind of how that went, um, dude. So, skew a question here: How do you right. do? How do you usually do these casts? Um, how's how do we do? We get to make sure the audio is good. Is the audio coming in good for you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Because I can hear you. Yeah,
1: I definitely can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah. what, when you when you start recording, how, are you recording now, or do we start?
0: <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I've been recording. I start from the the top of the call. But uh right, right. What I if I gonna, said something that was off the record, Dave? I would have kept it off the record. <laughs> 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 but no, <That's> for <laughs> uh for real, if near the end of this, if there's anything you want me to take out, I'll take it out. You know what I mean? Um I just no, no. I start I'd recording from the rip because it I, I got it recorded on a couple different things, right? I got like a this cool mixer that tracks everything. And put some yep. an SD card. And then I got uh-huh. that running into a GarageBand. So it's saving everything as one file in case that fucks up. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So, um, but yeah. So basically, uh, whenever, you, whenever you're ready. <laughs>
1: Dude, I am
0: ready, man. Sweet. So, you, so the audio's good. The audio's yeah, good. Yeah. The, uh, Audio. Everything's cool. Audio's good on my end. Um, everything sounds, you know, like a phone call. But, uh, yeah. Since I got multi tracked, I send it to a buddy of mine who's been helping me with all like this streamy stuff we've been doing. And uh, he gives it the mix over and makes it sound nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, it kinda gets it gets away the, the fuzz.
0: Yeah, to a degree. I mean it still sounds like you're I'm talking to you over the phone. But, you know, I mean with the the whole that's how the world is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean that's fine as long as people can
1: hear it, and as long as you don't notice anything like really crazy with my Audio coming in, then I think we're good, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be fine as long as you can hear me, and I got you down, so we should be good.
1: <laughs> oh, we're good, baby. Let's we're say. good.
0: All right. Well, I wanted to start off by asking uh, about a buddy of yours, Evan, Evan Anderson, Anderson, Anderson. Yes. And uh, yeah, Evan Anderson. So, if you can explain the importance of him starting your musical journey.
1: Wow, dude, you're really getting back to the. <laughs> the stack here dude oh man um yeah evan i you know i haven't talked to evan in a while but every time i see him i tell him how influential he was he's like oh really yeah i barely even play drums anymore um so i'm wondering if he's back into into playing but um when i was younger i used to call him over to my house because he was a he was a drummer and he was a better drummer than i was and he um he had a drum set like somehow i don't know how he organized this but like he had the school's drum set in his house huh. like one of the school's <laughs> kits that they owned was like like in evan's house All and this right. was, was probably like 6th or 7th grade when he got it <laughs> right and then i got a drum set in 8th grade and um evan knew how to play because he had been jamming on the drum set that was the school's that was like in his room somehow <laughs> however you managed to get it there and i call him over and we were we were friends anyway you know we were we'd play in the the school band and he's he's a good kid and i'd um he would come he lived like kind of through the woods from me and he would he would come through the woods let me know he's coming he'd bang his cowbell it was more more cowbell style and uh he'd come down and and i just watch him i'm like dude play my kit and he would play it and I'd watch him and I'm like, oh, that's how you make that sound, like a cymbal choke like on the hi-hat right, or something.
0: Right. I'd heard it, but I, I didn't know how to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, learning can be such a visual thing. You know, what I mean, you hear that sound all over and when you see the technique to do it, and it yeah. just clarifies it.
1: And back in the day, it was, this was, you know, I'm forty now. So back in the day, it was um it wasn't like I could go on the internet and watch a drummer it wasn't just like oh google like how to do cymbal show you know what i mean like i had to watch someone do it in person or like rent a video and put a vhs you know (laughs) or like find (laughs) a tv show that was like on that had drummers it wasn't like you could just like dvr stuff or um it would be you'd be like if you had cable actually at that point when i was like 12 or 13 or 14 you know that was that was decent at that time. That was in the early 90s. Um, so, so, yeah, we got it. He, he would come over and he would play, and I kind of just watched him play. And he, his, he's just a great drummer. He just had such a great feel. And just his feel was something that when you're in a room with someone and you hear someone play and it's, they have great feel and they just know what they're doing, when you're that age and you don't know how to do it, you're like, oh, my God, like, this is just awesome. So it's just a big inspiration for me, and uh, it's how I really learned how to make all the different drum sounds.
0: To be in the room and witness it, and feel it, and be absorbed by it, and it, it's a next level type of thing. And the, like, especially when you think you're doing it right, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I'm not." <laughs> like, he's yeah. doing it right. How does he do that? I'm I'm hitting the same circles with my sticks. How's you know? But mm. did, before that even happened was music involved beforehand or was that like um middle school to high school well eighth grade that's like that's right before high school right
1: was- yeah yeah that's the, the year before i got into high school i i was in the school band so i i i chose originally in our high school or in middle school or elementary whatever it was fifth grade right they made us start it was mandatory to play an instrument In our school, you had to choose something for that one year, I think it was. Yeah. Before you went to the middle school. And I remember like looking at like, this is like how, you know, math and numbers based I was (laughs) when I was like 10. I was like, those instruments are pretty expensive. Like if I, (laughs) if I like make my parents buy like a French horn or like a clarinet or something like that, and I don't play it. They're going to be like, why did I just spend like $300, you know, on this thing? Because you had to pay in like installments. And the cheapest recurring payment they had was for a snare drum. And I was like, that seems the safest to me because it seems like you need the least amount of talent to do it because you don't have to like play notes. You know, you just like bang on a drum, right? It's It's not like a drum set. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, I get you hit the hit. Yeah, <laughs> hit the drum, just hit it. And then it was the cheapest one. I'm like, so if so if they buy it and I just quit, it doesn't really matter. You know, they'll right. be like whatever just the drum and they'll probably be happy because the drums are really loud and like annoying.
0: Uh quieter than a trumpet though, without a mute or whatever, you know what I mean? Start yeah. squealing on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So we I had like the
1: pad. I actually think I still have the pad that they gave me in like fifth grade to put over the snare drum, but my dad was kind of like, I don't know, like drums. That's, and my mom was like, I wanted to play drums when I was a kid and my parents wouldn't let me. So like, I want to be the cool parent who lets my kid play the drums because no one wants their kid to play the drums. Turns out no one wants the kid to play the drums. I was trying to do my a favor, right? Get, getting the cheapest <laughs> instrument. And it turns into like, <laughs> You know the worst case scenario for the parent because I'm banging on drums, learning, and just awful. And uh, usually the practice is at the drummer's house because they have all their they don't want to lug their kit, right? right. So like, <laughs> my mom was insane. My dad was insane to let you know to let me bang away like that and um, to have people over and play. But yeah, so they eventually said yes, and that was I started playing snare drum and in the you know in the school band you'd, you know either you could play bass drum with just like the mallet or you could play timpani or you could play like cymbals like if, one time i was the cymbal guy I just hit that crap like the two crash cymbals <laughs> together at one time <laughs> and then eighth grade i was still playing and i was getting into it and like i said my buddy evan was playing kit and i was i asked my parents for a kit and i got i got kind of like a starter kit that was a right. uh, it had two roto toms instead of real toms um and and uh those toms actually i was jamming with evan one time and like buddy when the when he the band he was playing in high school and i think i, I left it over uh one of their houses and i i, I can't I not i've yet to recover them so so those are gone my, my faded roto toms are gone man um but after so after that i ended up but a year or two later, getting the kit that I used in the state radio, I got a Yamaha Stage Custom '93, yeah, or '94, maybe '94, a '94 Stage Custom, and I just have played that kit ever since. Damn. So like once once I got through that starter kit and I, I started getting into it, my parents realized that I was practicing and I was getting better. Um, they were like, "All right, well, like, do you want to get like a real like a drum set, you know, with a?" And I was like, "Sure." And I think it was Christmas and it was like half price. And the guy was like, if you're really looking to get a decent kit to get away from the, you already have a starter kit. Like this is probably the lowest level I'd go and It's like half price right now, which was still expensive at the time, you know?
0: Right. right. And where would you uh, get it? Was it just a mom and pa shop? Yeah, it was just a local st- shop. I, they told my parents
1: to, to to do it. Like I wasn't even there. Um, they got it for a Christmas present you know and, and the guy and they Hello. just basically trusted him and they were yeah. like, okay kind of a lot I think it was like 900 bucks at the time or a thousand bucks or something Damn. which is kind of a lot and they right. were like but he's like dude he's like this is a much better kit than that like this is gonna last them. like I promise you and <laughs> it did, uh, <laughs> it did I still play it I still play the same kit and I'm 40 so pretty cool <laughs>
0: that's awesome. the miles on the kit. And oh yeah with as much touring as you've done with that kit the fact that it still held up speaks to that investment paying off
1: Un- unbelievable kit i mean i didn't have cases actually the first time we went on the road with state radio yeah they showed up to pick me up i was living in an apartment in alston mass yeah and they show up to pick me up and it was like i think it was like 11 30 in the morning and, and i was used to going to work i was in like I was working for like a big accounting firm and and it's like, I was like, oh my god, this is so this is crazy. Like I don't have to do anything today. I'm just sitting there, <laughs> and they show up, and and I like start bringing my drums out, and they're like, where are the cases? I'm like, I don't have, I don't have any. I didn't have drum cases for for that kit until I was like 25. So I had 10 years. So I was like, and I, I bring it around in college, and um, it's just like they were like, you just. So where you think we're just gonna put all your stuff like in like my my cymbal stands <laughs> in the van and it's just gonna survive like a tour? I'm like, I Hope so. guess not. <laughs> oh. So he we, we drove right to the guitar center and I had to buy drum cases. <laughs> oh, oh god, man. So funny. I still have the, and I still have the same drum cases too, because I cause I, cause at that same token, they were like, Yeah, you can get cases you know the cheap the softer ones or whatever but you might get have to replace them
0: right relatively the shortly wear out the
1: handles hair. yeah exactly so I was just why don't I just get the cases that will last because my kit is 10 years old and I I'm, you know I, I feel like it's going to be good forever right so That's- I so I did the same thing But it was, it was, it was, it's not fun. Probably like, probably like one-tenth of the salary I made that year to buy the cases. Maybe even more than that. It was insane.
0: Uh, Well, we made this gig. This is what we got. We got right off the base case. So here's
1: your cut. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, here's your money. You, You already spent it before you got on the road.
0: Oh, man! Oh, but that that yeah. makes a difference, though, and when you don't tour like that, you don't think about that type of, like, Chad's a road dog, like, he's been hitting the road forever, and, like, they knew what you would need, and, like, but you wouldn't think that if you're, you know, going out for the first time.
1: No, dude, the face that they made when they saw what I was doing, they were like, is this kid a joke? Like, <laughs> it was, so, I was so green, you know, I had right. no idea, I'd never been on a tour, i, I didn't know anything about it, and um, it was almost—I mean, I guess it would have been embarrassing if I had like any clue. Right. But I had no clue, so I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, yeah, I'll go buy some, whatever." <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure, right. whatever. But wow. it, wow, it so, was interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like before, before step, uh, before we get to that step, in between, once you start really taking the kit on and really getting into making music. When did the, was there, what was the first band? Was it the crowding out effect or was that in college?
1: That was college. Yeah. yeah. You're pretty good, man. You, you, I was going to say that you, you read what I, the book that right. I wrote.
0: Right, right. Um, um Strange Perspectives, volume one. When's volume, volume one. <laughs> volume one. That You set it up for a sequel, man. I <laughs> <laughs> did. <Dude. laughs> yeah,
1: I did set it up for a sequel. And now my, I don't know if I have enough interesting things to write anymore, but I, I, I I doubt that in the time, but I I I should I should I, I have a, I have enough. Come on, let's get let get
0: confident. Yeah, <laughs> you confident. got this.
1: It was I got volume two
0: right, and that was the uh, before answering that question. That was so well written, and like the dive okay. and like the memoir aspect of it. I'm like this is awesome. I should have like every Decemberish. I see you share it right, and yeah, every, I try
1: <laughs> My marketing.
0: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and every December I'm like, I'm gonna buy it. I wait till I can get a physical copy because I like to read books that way. And I'm like, nah, never. Right. But uh, I was, know I should.
1: I should get a physical copy. I wonder. But it's is,
0: is that that's probably. Do you have to pay for, if you go through Amazon? Someone said my buddy just put out some like book on Amazon, and you like mm-hmm. you order it, and it just costs more for the person ordering it. I think.
1: And they actually print
0: it up. Right. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like a. It's really not like a moneymaker, you know, for me. I, I it's just like if people read it, I get I'm just excited that they read it. At this point, you know, you're like, wow, people actually read the book. Um, I, I would, yeah, I'm open to anything, man. I'm open to anything. Anyone listening out there that has any ideas, <laughs> <laughs> how I how I would get physical copies in Dave's hands? Yes, you tell me, and I'll get one in his
0: hand. Pitches for volume um, two. <laughs> yeah, for volume two or volume
1: volume one. You know, the, the thing is, I was going to say, like, I wrote that so long ago that you probably know better than I do about what happened in my life 10 years ago, because I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm probably going to, my memory might be worse than like what Dave actually knows about my past at this
0: point. <laughs> well, I think that speaks to your writing. So
1: listeners well, can go. dive I like into the book. That.
0: See? Pivot that. That's right. Pivot right
1: <laughs> to there. You need, you need to be my pr <laughs> i don't
0: know if that was i don't know if that'd be good man i'm still I working hard good. on c-levels pr <laughs> yeah yeah no no the c-level sounded good too oh thanks dude that means the world coming for you for real yeah, i really appreciate good. that i was watching i
1: was what was the one you, you released like a show
0: um uh, you released some like
1: footage from a show you played recently it was oh. like benefit show or something right before new year's
0: was it the uh, um it was before oh before new year's Um, it was before new year's or right after new year's right so we had our anniversary show and what we did was we did one two nights we played the grog shop in the winchester or the beachland ballroom and it was COVID numbers and precautions and we streamed it and everything yeah that was it everything we raised was a donation 100 percent to the venues
1: and right Right, right, right. Awesome idea too. Great, for great venues.
0: Right. Uh, thanks. Um, but what was what's kind of odd, uh, particular about that? And this is a, uh, I guess my my state radio geekiness. Um, I remember the first time my sea level played there at the Gronk Shop. Our first show was on yeah. November the fourth, which I always it always stuck out of my head, stuck in my brain because of that one song you guys have or um uh, what was it um the actor ron the actor there's like oh yeah little yeah, bit yeah before and it's like november the uh, 4th and i'm like whoa, yeah
1: cool. <laughs> got cool. that was i uh, did chad like didn't he climb on like the
0: pipes there one right. time or something like that yeah he, he was like, like hitting your cymbals <laughs> hitting his guitar yeah. on your cymbals and shit he <laughs> yeah. was like hanging like a
1: like a monkey upside down like smash says like this place is awesome. Like, you know, I can't believe they're letting us do this. It's so cool. Um, such a great venue. But I, yeah, so the streaming show. Then I I watched the streaming show. I watched Damn. a bit of that show. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I was Appreciate watching that it. show, and that was cool, man. I was like, I was like, dude, Dave is good at guitar singing, huh? <laughs> it's was like, wow. And the band is good. The band is really good. I mean, you guys have. It was like I, it was like musically like a, a, a very high level of musicianship as well. Just from like a you know, like a critical standpoint, you know what I mean? So it's like, wow, these guys they sound good. And they're like, and they're playing like intricate stuff. Um, and they're very together. Dynamically, it was really good. Um, yeah, so well, thanks,
0: man. It really, yeah. really, that the make, <laughs> means the world, my friend. Um, yeah, I keep doing
1: it. I was, you know, I knew you could play, obviously, because we had heard some stuff that you know stuff that you'd done. Was, and you played with us,
0: right? Right. Uh, we jammed out on the bus and stuff, and then that one, a uh, cool Columbus spot. Um, yeah. And actually, the grog shop, the grog shop too. Didn't, but you played
1: a solo once too. Wasn't at right. the grog shop though. Where was where was that place? Was that?
0: It was. It was at the grog and the place in Columbus. Whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Columbus place. Um, gee, I place don't even think that venue was pretty big, right? Anymore. Yeah. No, that was a. That was like was, bigger than the, like, the grog. Right. It was bigger than the grog. And uh, that was right when I was finishing up high school, and it wrecked,
1: <laughs> it wrecked the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I underst- Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. But you had, like, the nerves. There was no nerves that could, like, you were just, like, you were just, like ice water in your veins. Like, you just, like, came up there, and you just started ripping. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> you know what I mean? Because usually you have, like, a little bit of a nervous, like, energy when, you know, when you... Right it's like they hadn't been playing the whole set so like we're all warmed up but you would just like fit right in like you were just like you're hot hot as a pistol coming right out the gate so <laughs> well, I'm,
0: um, I'm glad it came off that way
1: that's what that's what it came off i don't know if that's what you felt inside nope. oh, <laughs> oh really you felt nervous inside? yeah of course <laughs> it didn't seem like that at all oh man but i Thanks, so, so I was listening to you play though and i was like a lot, live performance is, is so crazy, right? Especially when you're not in the room. Right. So you might if when I listen back to myself like on a video, it doesn't sound the same as like as I felt it did when I was feeling the energy of the crowd and, and things were put back and forth. So a lot of live video you're like, maybe it's like cool in the venue, but it's right. it's not really like coming across as cool or like the mix is coming weird yeah, because weird. you don't hear bass or something. But that live stream was great. I was like, "This is awesome." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I felt, I felt like it, like that great energy and like the dynamics and everything you guys were doing over the internet, which is like, that's hard to do.
0: Damn, no, that means the world. <laughs> I can't say that. No, like that's awesome. No, too- so it was awesome, dude. I listened. I watched the Foo Fighters did like a concert when they
1: were playing, but there was there was no audience. But I was like, right. this isn't that great. Like, uh, it just didn't sound like what what I, what. Their energy live, like, they it's just so, it's ama- you know, like, Foo Fighters' energy is right. like, well, you know?
0: That's the show. Is, That's the show. Yeah. It's Dave Grohl, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, burning exactly. up the stage. Yeah,
1: and I was like, this isn't, it just doesn't, like, translate, because I know what it was like to be there. Right. So, so I can only imagine, like, it must have been way, it was so cool to be there, too, you know? If, if <laughs> I'm thinking it's cool over the internet, it's got to be super cool to be there, watch you guys live.
0: <sighs> well, thanks, man. One day we got to when stuff's back together we'll put something together that'd be fun
1: oh yeah oh man that would be so fun
0: um yeah so yeah my my first band was like i
1: played in like a high school band in my basement that oh, was yeah. my first band yeah and then every
0: band but comes first like the basement
1: <laughs> yeah 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 in high school and um, it was like we played at like the eighth and ninth grade dances
0: right <laughs> played your oh. tunes and you <laughs> sung that right you were singing and playing some of those tunes.
1: I was, man. I was a singer in yeah. like, um, it was it was a very triumphant moment because, like the cool the cool band like Evan actually was in like like band was like you know cooler kids, <laughs> and, I, and I was in the band you know we, we weren't we weren't just as, as cool, Right. but we like we played so heavy we played we played these Nirvana jams, and I, so you know Teen Spirit I think you know we played that. I remember learning that drum fill like the <laughs> the the day of because I could never get how he did that with the kick drum. He's like... I'd <speaking in Spanish> right. always do it on like the toms. I'd have to... With my hand, you know? Yeah. And I realized, I'm like, he's flamming on the on the snare. And he's, you know, he's doing the kick and he's like, he's he's pounding with the, with the hi-hat. He's just tapping with the hi-hat. And it, it was like... I just feel like click, like in class, you know, when you're sitting in class and you're just <laughs> on your knee and I'm like, Oh my God, I can do this drum fill. That's so cool. Like,
0: uh, can you tell me about the, uh, what the, 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 the ancient Egyptians were doing, Michael? And you're like, ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> like I <got laughs> <a video. laughs> but I just thought, I just, you just
1: always think you're going to flub, you know, when you right. first play a show and, and, and we just, we it was just really cool to to play a show and 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 we played like three songs at the dance or something, you know what I mean? And yeah. did pretty well. And we were just like, you know, the other band played great too. You know and They were, they were a good band. They were, they were musically better. They were a great band musically better than us, but we like held our own with them. We like, we're like on par with them. and And, and I felt like, Oh man, this is really cool. You know, maybe I can do this again. Right.
0: <laughs> Well, it, that's all you need when you first start. Is it didn't fail, <laughs> we got through it. And the sing, did you the sing teen spirit and play drums? It's it's hard enough that song in particular to sing that chorus with the the bar chords with that rhythm. You know what I mean? Like, and the yeah. register is high. And if you especially if you do it in the original key, which even though it's half step down, you're like belting like a high it, A flat. You know what I mean? Like, that's not an easy one to sing.
1: The, it's the toughest, and and you know honestly, like it probably sounded like poo poo, um, <laughs> but it was it was an attempt. You know what right. I mean? It was the energy was there, and it was and we didn't like we didn't like really mess up that bad. You know, if you don't have a train wreck, and I remember Chad saying this, the first Boston show we played, to me he's like, listen, like if we don't have a train wreck, then like I consider it a successful show at a big show. Right. So just go out there and just try to keep, you know, just keep it, we'll just keep it together. You know, as long as we don't like flop dead on our face, then it's a successful show. Right. Right. If you and, get through it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that's what it is. is you, you know, you're going to, you have your certain level that you play. And as long as you don't like fall flat on your face, then it's a successful show. And if you do fall flat on your face, then, you know, you just kind of acknowledge it and move on from it. I think that's one thing I learned from, chad too is he would just he'll just acknowledge that it happened you know he's not trying to be like like we're infallible musicians right. make a joke about it or he'll you know yeah be like oh yeah, you know, and he always he always knows how to charismatically play it off well as as the guy up front so Definitely. it's pretty easy to play with him like that
0: like when you see him do like a do lyric or completely forget lyrics to a song he like plays it off super start talking about shit and stop playing you know what i mean like Right. covers himself up pretty well but that's cool yeah. he humanizes
1: the yeah. experience you know instead of like trying to make it like oh man like I messed up cause, and I'm so cool and that's like <laughs> so crappy that like I messed up on something he'd be more like yeah I'm a human too you know it's just, just get through it
0: <laughs> was uh, a Boston shows had to be bonkers for you guys
1: Boston shows were great right. they were great shows um, we it would first of all it's a homecoming show, right? And we'd usually play those shows on our way back from the tour. I think maybe to warm up, you know, at other other places and and the biggest shows we played we would have a couple shows under our belt. Um, so you know you're traveling home. A lot of times you'd stay home. It would be like the end of the tour. You're close to the end of it. Everyone comes out for you. That you you know and the, we're from there, so the the biggest crowds we get anyway.
0: Right.
1: It's like you're just psyched.
0: Yeah. Well, that I don't know. That's that's interesting because I've seen some people do it the other way where they start home, right, and then they mm-hmm. have the big home show and then you go out of town and it, it, it dwindles. You know what I mean? We're playing in somewhere we're not from. <laughs> like. Yeah, you're playing in Montana. Yeah, <clears throat> and, it's, and people are. great in montana
1: actually but uh it's just not it's not the same feeling as your as your home show because it's not your just not your home i
0: guess right but it makes more sense to make it like you run home the final stretch and then there's this big celebration you know in the way this this amazing show that's like we can do this again (laughs) like yeah exactly is it um which, yeah, I would also say you know when we
1: were driving. He's like go- going east. He always felt good going east because he knows he's coming. He's coming home. You know, we're going out west. We're we're starting the tour and we're right. embarking on the journey, and that's great too. But like it felt felt nice to be going east because we're <laughs> we're coming home,
0: making the round home. I imagine. Well, yeah. I remember um uh, um seeing you guys in like um Arkansas and Little Rock, and like mm-hmm. in the oh, yeah. stream of uh, stream of those shows and like um houston or it was a houston it was dallas dallas and austin with full service right oh yeah those guys are awesome yeah those those guys are incredible um
1: that guy's quite a drummer
0: right (laughs) and like and
1: he sings
0: yeah yeah um with a (laughs) hoag yeah like an angel (laughs) right (laughs) he's got this amazing falsetto and like yeah all this crazy cool creative stuff he's doing like puppets now Oh is he? Yeah, he's doing like puppet telegrams. Oh <laughs> uh, so cool. So I think it's I think it's Hogue's puppet telegrams or if you yeah. like Hogue and Puppet Telegrams, you can get a custom made telegram.
1: Oh nice. Yeah, I should probably I should get one. He's yeah, he's amazing. he's such a talented guy. All those guys are right. super and, talented.
0: And he's doing the studio stuff now. Like he mastered our stuff and like Oh, he, did he really? Yeah. yeah. Um he mastered our last record and he started a studio called um, Dream Studio out of Austin.
1: Nice. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, it's, he's a very talented guy,
0: but, and it's just, they're so quirky and cool. And like, but those shows, so I imagine like going out West would, uh, be kind of like gaining the new crowd. We're coming back East would be like going back to familiar territory for the whole group. Cause that's where you guys are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I didn't even think about it to be honest with you. Uh, until like until chad said it i think it's, it's it's a mental thing too because when you're going out if you haven't if you're feeling at all stressed about the situation on the road or you know you're missing home or whatever when you're going west right you're going farther away right. uh, and, and you're you know you're not like you haven't made you haven't rounded rounded the base yet at that point but when, when you're coming back Maybe it's just like that. His headspace is like, okay, like we've now we've done like we've done half. You know, we're coming back. We've we've passed halfway through, typically, and we're like we're we're rolling now. And you know, it's like the mental like gathering up that momentum and
0: steam. It's all downhill. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Was it so kind of how old were you when you started playing with State Radio?
1: It was probably twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. So I had yeah. So I was I was a bit I wasn't young, but I was. But to me, that's young
0: nowadays. That's pretty young. You know how far like, you went to you went to college. Where'd you go to college? You went for science, right?
1: I I went to I went for accounting, accounting and finance. In finance, and I don't
0: know where I got science then.
1: This is uh, this the uh, management sciences. The school at CSOM, oh, okay, Carroll, there school we Man- go. Carroll School of Management. But um, yeah, I, I went to Boston College. Okay. BC BC guy, yeah. Boston College, wicked, wicked cool.
2: Wicked cool. Cool.
1: And um, yeah, I I I liked college. I liked high school. I had I had a lot of fun in in both of those, both those settings. And like I said, I played in a band called The Crowding Out Effect. Right. In college. Okay. Um, I sang a little bit in that band, but we had a we had a great songwriter, and um, lead uh, lead writer, like a guitar player, singer. Um, it was Sean Boyle, and he we played most of most of his originals, maybe like one of mine here or there. And it was just it was that's when I started playing in like the clubs. Gotcha. Junior year, you know, yeah. I, start, I started playing out, and we were playing in the clubs. We played at like Great Scott before it was not around anymore. Now it's not, but that that place was an iconic place. It got taken over by Live Nation. And this place called um, Harper's Ferry, which got taken over by Live Nation, I think, too. But they, but they basically—I don't know if Grace Scott got taken over by Live Nation. I, think. I don't. But it was just harder to get a gig there after, you know, like five years ago, right. ten years ago. You, we, it was just through those two places they were, had like national acts coming around. It wasn't like that before. They had some, but it was more like the local scene, and people would show up for the live music.
0: Yeah. 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 But then it became had, like the House of Blues type crowd. It sounds like when you get getting those, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. They well they took it over because it was it just wasn't making. I don't think kids were going out to see live tunes as much. I think it was more like dancing and clubs and you know that kind of thing. So I don't think that the venues were making as much money off of just local bands coming in and and kicking around the crappy tunes, you know. But it was it was so fun and. Um, I like the songs we had. I'm I'm trying to push for in my college reunion would be my twentieth in twenty twenty three. Yeah. I'm trying to push Crowding Out Effect to play one of the, like a like an event at the That'd at the reunion. Yeah, I'm trying to get us back together. And the first they were like, Are you serious? Like I'm like, Yes, I'm serious. And two years ago after the fifteenth, I was like, Guys, we gotta play at a reunion. This would be, be
0: so fun. Are they all still around? Are they all still around Boston? No, no? nope, not at all. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, shop from Alaska. Okay,
1: I don't know where he is now. Where is he? Now? He might be back. I don't know where he is. He might be in Alaska. Tom <laughs> down. He's from Baltimore. He's uh, he's out in that area, DC, Baltimore area. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's, That's doable. Yeah, I I don't know where he is. Yeah, they're they're all over the place. Everyone's all over the place, but i I'm just that's that's the thing right i started right. planning it like two three years ago I'm like guys come on like i because i knew it was gonna take some convincing to get them right. to fly in one has kids but
0: yeah the family's always complicates stuff
1: yeah just getting older does
0: well yeah and living far and like you know what i mean like To get together to go like to put together the show, you gotta have the practice. You can't the show can't be the practice. You need at least two runs through. It's not fair that you put yourself out there like that without doing that. (laughs) You
1: don't want to be like yeah. You might want to you might want to play again and the. 50th
0: reunion too you know you know, you can't yeah. suck on the 20th dude <laughs> <laughs> That leaves in bad days and no one's gonna come out
1: <laughs> you know, it's gonna, i mean no we can't have that play 30 years ago now we're terrible humor <laughs> <laughs> we're awful
0: um, that's awesome yeah so so
1: so that was a lot of fun i, I love playing i love playing um in college with those guys it was it was just so fun and um right out of college i had I one so one of the bands I played in in college we played with we trade off shows was playing a, a band called Plan B. I
0: was just about and, to ask. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, and 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 um, the drummer was he was awesome actually he yeah. was he was so he was Andy was, was great but um, Rob Maloof was the guy he was from the same hometown as Chad okay. and his older brother was the same grade as Chad oh. so like he knew that. Rob had played guitar, and when he was looking for, to put get a new drummer in State Radio after um, after Brian was there yeah. in 2003, maybe, Okay, Rob had recommended me to go play um, to try out for the band. Right. So I went over to try out with Chad, and I talked to him on the phone a couple times, and he was like, you know, I want to be like rage and, and tool, you know, I want to like, I want to break free from, from the dispatch sound and get right. hard right. rock. Buddy. Yeah. And and I'm like, dude, you called the right guy. <laughs> because the reason why I, I really want to play drums in like, was such a thrill to, you know, play in like a, a big venue, like a, like a, um, like an amphitheater was seeing tool play, and watching Danny Carey play yeah. at Lollapalooza in like '96, or maybe that—I I don't remember. One of those years, I was like 16 or 17, and just the way he hit the drums was—it was, was mind blowing. He was—he's so—he's just huge, first of all, and he just smashes. You know, he, he really, but he's so clean, right? So precise. And just the sound he was creating, I was like, this is... Un- if I could make the sound, if I could, like, be part of something like this and hit the drums like that and, and like, know that, that that when I'm hitting the drums, it's an extension of me is going out, like, what's going out from him, then, like, I could die happy. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of those moments yeah. where you're like, you're like, I'm experiencing this, and like, and if, if I can experience this from, like, being the one who's creating the sound, then I... I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do after that. So, um, so I was talking to Chad, he mentioned tool and, and rage and I'm like, Oh dude, like you got to know. You know what yeah. I mean? like, yeah. That's like my, that's my dream, man. Um, so I went over and tried out and he was like, it didn't go like that at all. Dave, it went yeah. like he was trying to teach me how to play reggae. Oh boy. And he was <laughs> telling me that the kick drum was on the third beat. Right. He's like, yes. I think you put the kick drum on the three. Right, that one drop. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, that's where the kick drum usually is, though. You know, yeah. like, but so you want me to stick click on like the upbeat, you know, like, right. Or I guess what that'd be the downbeat, right? The first, like, because if you're doing like kick snare kick snare, it would right. be like one two three four, and the kick is on the three. So I was, it was getting really confusing, and we couldn't like figure out. I didn't really know how to play reggae at all yeah and he was trying to explain something to me that wasn't correct it's <laughs> <laughs> really this is really like weird tryout right and i'm like this is not right
0: yeah this isn't so, rage at all this is no. the opposite of
1: rage this is <laughs> content <laughs> like <laughs> this is relaxing <laughs> yeah. what is going what is happening and he was also trying to like <sighs> He in typical Chad fashion. We know him now. Like he he like opened up his pedal board, right? When I got there, okay. You know, after like I'd sat down and like talked to his parents or something for five minutes, and we we he opens up his pedal board and like all his pedals like fall out to the ground, you know. And you're like, okay, so he's starting to like put together the case now. Yeah, exactly. He's, (laughs) He's like trying to put his pedal board together, and he's like. And this is, like, a great use of the word befuddled, but he's like, yeah. he's like, this always befuddles me. <laughs> so, so he, like, he can't figure out how to put his pedal board together. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there, like, setting up my drums, and I'm sitting at my drum set, like, watching him, and he's like, I think this chord goes in here. I don't know. And
0: I'm like, this is, like, this is crazy. Like, But it made me feel c- comfortable because this. <laughs> Right, it humanizes it, right? It lives yes. in the, the the error in a way that's not an error, and now it's just what's happening.
1: It was yeah. actually like perfect, exactly what needed yeah. to happen for me to, right. re- to relax. Um, and then I think I I, I came back for an, another tryout, or I don't know if I did, but we played we played some rock stuff too, like here, you know, in the. Uh, I don't know which time this was, but he he had called me the first time, and. I was just so annoyed by, I was like, this is not going to be the band I want to be in. You know, right. this is be the hard rock band. I was 23. I was just getting out of school. I was feeling invincible. I just yeah. got a job too. That was like at the time, you know, it was like paying me enough where I could have an apartment. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't pick up his call. Oh, I just Let it's... it go to voicemail. <laughs> and he left the voicemail, and I'm like, "This guy's a liar." You know, I'm like, hey, you know, so self, you know, so so, so self righteous at the time. I'm like, he's a lie. He lied to me. I'm not gonna play in his band. Like, if you lied to me about that, like, why would I play in his band? Uh, come on, and have reggae. Right. So so he so so we just so we didn't connect that right. time, and then um, 2005 rolls around, and I had actually changed my number. And my mom went to the Verizon store to, we were on like the same plan. Like it was, yeah. she was on my plan. Um, and she tried to switch. She got a new phone and somehow they screwed it up and put my old number on her new phone. And she didn't realize, she didn't like realize it. Huh. Okay. And then, so, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, so then she like just realized some, so she starts getting messages. She's like, this is weird. So for a month, for a month, I don't know why she didn't go like immediately go, but she didn't get back to the store for like maybe a couple of weeks or whatever, yeah. you know, but it all shakes out in that interim. Chad called that phone again. Yeah. And my mom said she, she doesn't, she didn't, she was like, I only picked up one phone call that I didn't know because right. I figured it was for you. Yeah. And what, and that was the, she goes, I got a funny feeling that I had to pick up this phone call. Weird. Well, she picked up the Chad's call. Yeah. And he was like, She's like, hey, you know, where is Mike? Blah blah blah. I had seen Chad at like a like a adult le- dodgeball league game, which kind of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. put me back in his brain. Right. And he called me to try out for the band again. Okay. And he was just like, "Yeah, you never call me back." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's probably like I didn't, I didn't ever get your call." Yeah.
0: Yeah. Covered but, it up.
1: Yeah. And by that time I was twenty five, and I'm and I'm like, you know what, reggae sounds so bad these days. You know, like <laughs> working in the corporate world, getting a little more iry. <laughs> Like Yeah, reggae's cool, man. I'll play whatever you want. Just get me out of this, out yeah. of this rat race. Right. Um. And then I I um, tried out again. We played once. I think we had a second one where he wanted me to like sing with him. Right. And he was in this apartment, <laughs> and the. And he was renting and the the woman who like owned the place lived upstairs and she came down and she was like trying to tell us to be quiet you right. know like you yeah. would like in an apartment when you're like being like annoying and playing right she's like yeah could you quiet down he's like he's she, you know and we had just finished and he's like he's like yeah, yeah we're done he's like he's like but how did it sound and she's <laughs> like i don't know it's just a little loud you know um like, but, but like how did it sound like how did the vocal sound and she's like trying to like like ask her like and she's just like yeah it just was a little loud I just you know it's getting a little late it's a Sunday night you know I just she's like trying to explain why she wants us to stop and he's right. like trying to get like feedback on the audition <laughs> was there, like like this is like this is like yeah. a Martian talking to like someone from Venus or something. you know it was nice. like it was like he's trying to get an answer <laughs> whether he should like put me in the band and she's trying to be like, just, just, this I don't is... care how it sounded. Like it's just, the volume is what I care about. Just stop. Uh, that's so, awesome. See, <laughs> you know, that's... It's typical like chat. You know what I mean though? Yeah. You, you, you can see it happening. See how that would like, he, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Well stop. We're done. Whatever. Who cares? You
1: know, but like, how did it sound?
0: <laughs> that's so cool. Like it, yeah. to be, to, I don't know. I feel to be a songwriter and like it, and to live in that ether like chad kind of he's putting out stuff endlessly like you have to be kind of like (laughs) either that tunnel vision or hyper focused or like hyper unfocused i don't even know what it is but i feel like (laughs) there's a certain thing about someone who 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 functions like that and (laughs) like that's yeah that should have been in the that's perfect for perspectives too Oh yeah, I didn't put that in. I don't. I don't remember if no, I. No, you I
1: didn't put you that. Gotta put that in there. Oh, that's a great one, man. Yeah, he uh, honestly, like, for the for the songs that you've heard of Chad's songs, there's probably like forty songs that you haven't heard. So yeah. for every song that like gets recorded, there's like there's hundreds. He has hundreds and hundreds of songs. Wow.
0: Uh, is it just? its
1: just. Yeah, like, how does do it? I, I don't know. I was I... just gonna
0: say, is it he just. Like I, on the road, is he just constantly writing? No, no, ne- Weird.
1: Never like on the really? road. He barely ever. Um, he just focuses on the on the tour. Yeah. He just like. He's just super talented at writing songs, and I think that he when he sits down, every time he sits down to write a song, I'm sure it comes up with a song.
0: Damn. <laughs> you know. Did it rub off on you? <laughs> Did you get some of that like, ugh, focus? I
1: honestly I have I, I have a similar situation with yeah. like more songs than I've recorded, but they're just not as good. So <laughs> you know, he, he's 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 just better he has a better understanding of the guitar, first of all. He has a better understanding of his vocals or he's better, I mean, he's a much better singer. He's also just has a better understanding of what people want to hear. He's he has that gift where hmm. he can just translate like what he you know what he what he has inside and, and and how it's going to affect somebody and how people are going to react to it i think he i think he knows he like he he has this a universal quality i think yeah who is hmm. writing i think all all the great songwriters have that yeah and i think that he has that and he knows how to use it you know he's right, just he's just one of those guys he independent artist who's you know, as big as a, as big as the biggest rock star out there. With you know, if he wanted to be, he could be out there all the time, touring and, and selling out stadiums. It's it's insane. Right. That's... He's just he's just a great writer, and he he puts a lot of he puts a lot of work into it. Once, so he gets the shell of the song, and it could be you know written originally it's a five minute kind of jam that he has he'll usually pare it down he'll cut out different sections he'll then he'll, then he'll go you know he'll go back in the ones that he wants to focus on hmm. and then we'll kind of bat we would we would battle test the songs live you know see how they come across how audience would, re- would react to it Um we try different sections at different times maybe the bridge should come here maybe we should do this maybe we should cut this intro to half as long, you know, and you, you do a sound check and then you try it live and see how it felt. And, and you'd kind of end up with like with a structure that was, that was as tight as it could be through doing that kind of you know, work on the song and right. battle test.
0: So chiseling away at it, chiseling where, what you don't need and what you do need.
1: Right. So he takes a great song. It's already a great song,
0: you know, and he makes
1: it into a better song. Um, and more compact more digestible right and in the form that's probably you know it's, it's might not be the best form the song could ever be in but it's a pretty good form you know it's you know it's pretty good you know it'll get a pretty decent reaction live and that's how and then and then you'd have song ready to record so it's, it's a long process with them and he he has a lot of material and that's how it gets pared down though
0: interesting that's that's, I mean, that's super, it makes a lot of sense with, like, seeing, just being on one of those tours and seeing you guys chip away, I can't remember what new song it would have been. Um,
1: yeah, we probably did that,
0: right? You probably right. saw, yeah, saw yeah. that happen. I think it was Adeline, Adeline, Adeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like. Yep, yeah, That we had totally, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and cause we, I, that sticks in my mind, because I remember Sybil saying she didn't like it, <laughs> like, or something like that, and she
1: right right yeah probably, probably. Um, that sounds, sounds about right <laughs> she might not have been liking this the situation at that point either she's like I'm on the road give right. me at
0: <laughs>
1: belly guys
0: yeah I can't imagine she enjoyed most of that I can't imagine you guys enjoyed most of that except for the yeah the two percent that full service philosophy of the two percent which is plain <laughs> like, yeah um no I, I I you know
1: at that time I Enjoyed that you didn't do it if you didn't enjoy it right at that point you know because as as much as it seemed like we had you know those deep pockets on those tours we were in a tour bus and stuff like i mean the amount of money i was making man it was really small compared to what what i would really need if i wanted to you know live with a family and stuff so um i i ended up coming back from tour you know I was I never really had any savings. Yeah. Never had any retirement plan stuff. It was like I, I was barely getting by. Barely. And I was I lived with my mom until I was like 30. Um then I rent got a cheap apartment, eventually saved up some cash to get a cheap apartment. So like I, I was I I dude, I was I had to get unemployment. Damn. Um yeah. to apply for unemployment because it was I couldn't I couldn't afford especially in Boston I and mean, Boston is expensive, but like mm-hmm. I wasn't even in town and I, it just, just to, just to get by and I had student loans and stuff, not big ones, not big student loans, but you know, a couple that's hundred cool. a month going out, yeah. but like, you know, you're like, it just was like, I, I, and we were touring, we were touring, you know, six months a year, maybe eight months a year at the most.
0: That, you know, so that's half of the get year. a year, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot. Yes, yeah, a lot so it, it was sporadic
1: so i couldn't just get like a, a job right you know, in like accounting where they expect you to stay there and like be a be a steady worker no, um
0: because no, the we with like just even reading through the book be did reading how you guys would sporadically pick up stuff like the justice tour and just like you when opportunities come when something like that you know you can't not take it you know <laughs> especially no. when you're like at that level where you're still trying to persevere and break through. Yeah. That makes, um, I don't know, having a house way harder. (laughs) It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I can barely
1: afford, like I was paying like $400 a month in rent. Right. I was like killing me, you know, before, you know, a couple hundred student loans and you're like, Oh man, that's a lot of money. Now I'm like that kind of money right now is like, that gets you nowhere. Yeah. Um, it's like, you couldn't live $400 a month in rent. In, around Boston, that does not exist. You know, like it, 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 that's why it, it's so crazy with this pandemic. And it's like if you didn't have a safety net to begin with, you're in trouble right now. This is this was not a good situation last year and a
0: half. Especially if you yeah. were living on that on the road and no, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, but even so, even at a band at our level. You know, a lot was being thrown back into the band. A lot was being, um, management thought it was important for us to, I mean, I would talked to them a lot. Me and Chuck were like, you know, listen, this is not a livable wage that we're getting paid. We might have, I think the most I made in the year was maybe like 25 grand, 20 to 25 grand off, off of the band. Um, like this is, this is not, this is not really like a livable wage, right? so like can we not go on the tour bus can we just like go back to the van or we when we were in the van we asked if we could sleep in the van every other night (laughs) and and get paid the hotel the the money we're getting paid for the hotel
0: right the van's if it's warm no
1: it's not comfy but it was like dude the first year that i made like 12 grand 10 or 12 grand or something and i was like coming from like you know i was living in an apartment and i was like all right like i i went to live with my grandfather immediately and and then, um, yeah, and then went back to live with my mom. And I'm like, and then eventually I was like, I was like, guys, come on. Like, we're traveling around a tour bus, you know, let's. And they're like, well, we feel that's very important for you to be like, you know, get enough rest to put on a good show. We don't want right. you to be like hired. And, you know, so I, I guess like we're putting a lot back into the band in, in that way, you know, and like, I was like, well, you know, we're, we're buying like, you know, we're renting lights and we're, we're getting huge banners and you're like, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, guys, come on. I need you to get, get paid some money. You know, like, I'm not like, I'm not greedy,
0: but like. Just enough to know? keep going. Yeah. By the well, time, by the time, you know, like I pay taxes and,
1: and I'm trying a ton of tax, but you know, you can, you're you like, what am I really netting? Right. Right. Like a $1,500, 2 a month, maybe. And I'm like, my, my rent, so I'm, I'm out of the gate you know like I have I had a car I had a car that I had bought you know I was leasing
0: right but you that, have to pay the parking like, when you're not using it
1: <laughs> like, right park yeah, I par- yeah <laughs> parking oh, damn, yeah dude I, that, when I was at the apartment I had to pay like a hundred and fifty bucks to like park the car because I was in the sit that's that's right. crazy right Chris is ridiculous yeah I was paying like before I was paying like eight nine hundred dollars a month in rent you know yeah and you know it for it, in, and like to like eat you know yeah. like 1500 bucks like net a month like it was that wasn't gonna happen it wasn't gonna happen or two grand a month that wasn't that was just no. not gonna happen and hey. that was at my that was my peak damn 20 25 grand so
0: right in the on the side note of like there's a you have the story about how you guys would only like uh go for a certain type of fuel and organic food <laughs> so <when> oh you, <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. Chad would or whatever like so, when you're putting that in there too, that's a little pricier. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You're like, okay, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what
0: well, can, well, can I get into Whole
1: Foods for under $5? Oh, no. Okay. Uh,
0: here's a granola bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
1: they eventually started, I think, doing like per diems uh, towards the end of the band. Gotcha. Which was cool, which was great. Um, but it was like, it was one of those things where, you're, where, the band was at a decent like that's what it was like being in a band at that level
2: right
1: you know like putting money back into the band and and, and do and and chad was you know he was the he was the leader of the band you know he had he had the say and what was what was paid out yeah obviously he had some stuff coming in from dispatch too you know right. cuz they, they you know so i don't think he was too worried about it but even so if if we were if he was to start that band up and and you were at that level and you wanted to put what we put into the band to make those shows, the, what, what they were, that's what you'd be taking home as a member in the band. There's only three people in that band. That's That's crazy. Right.
0: Right. Well, that's how hard it is. Yes. That's how hard it is. Goes into like just paying for the studio time and the, the thing you're putting out to keep going, like the the menu of songs that you try to sell every time you tour, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to pay out money. You get your
1: merch to bring right. it on the tour. You have to you have to pay your manager fifteen percent. You gotta pay your booking agent fifteen. You know, what I mean it gets right. pared down so fast. And then right. and now you're investing in it in the band. And you want it, what do you want to get? You want to get a sound guy to come with you. So you make yourself sound better. You to pay the sound guy. You get you wanna get a guitar tech, you know, right. so that when your guitar
0: you know goes out of whack you can break. fix it. Yeah, yeah. And keep Yeah, going. exactly.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got a lighting guy, you know, it's 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 like you you could you could always add. You're renting cooler lights. You know right. you're 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 putting
0: you know you're putting
1: money into the show. You're put you have to you get a tour bus so you can be what more well rested. Like I said,
0: right? Or take the whole the whole production with you in one boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. People are looking at me like, what are you making? A like, couple hundred grand a
1: year? I'm like, no. With my mom, dude. Like, that's what it's like. That that is it's it's tough the music yeah. industry
0: is yeah. so tough so tough and that and you you guys kind of had an advantage with the dispatch position right because now you got a guy who has like some note you know as opposed to starting from the ground up it was like a like kind of it was like a hundred percent it was like a it was like walking in the door with clout
1: right away yeah dude yeah it was like it was i mean as much as we're like you like I'm only kind of going over that because I feel like that's just to put it in perspective right. for people to know, like this is how hard it is to make it in the music industry. This is how difficult it is
0: to also be like a musician. a strange perspective that should be in perspective. To do. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but
1: like everything that I, that I did and like the experience, which i would never right. want to give back. And it was, yeah. it was totally worth it for me to do it for that amount of money was I owe it to Chad, you know, like yeah. he, he, a chance on me when I, I didn't have drum cases like i said you know <laughs> i didn't yeah. know how to play reggae at all the, the second time that you know i took reggae lessons um for like but it wasn't really it was just a, a guy that he had hired uh that had tried out for the band to to do like three sessions with me uh, I... for about an hour to just show me how to do it the same way that like evan anderson you know showed me how to do a cymbal show he's like this is what you do right that's so you
0: I've I've heard um uh, uh, that you guys would do vocal lessons together as a group. Was yeah, that... we did that one time. We one did that time. one time.
1: Okay. Um, but uh, which was which was good. Um, I think that was more that was definitely more for me. Okay. Than for anybody else, Chuck is, Chuck is a great singer. Chuck is uh, a great
0: singer. You guys, are, I mean, together, like I've only heard the the finished thing where it all sounds dope, and like there's the harmonies, and then there's your scream harmony, and like it's put all together. But, um... Right.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm like. A, I'm like. You can use me. I'm like the B team, dude. I'm the JV. You know, use me <laughs> here and there with the things I'm strong at. You know, but like, I, I need. I definitely needed work. And um, and he was. He was basically like. And I kind of kind of stemmed out from me um playing out with with rapping and and playing guitar and singing, and him like kind of hearing you know what I was doing, and he'd yeah. be like you know I think I think that we can improve what you're doing.
0: Um, That's awesome. That's and cool it, that he would even do that. You know, what I mean, most people be like, "Yeah, yeah, keep working on it." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But the to intervene like that and like, because I remember seeing you do a solo thing at I think it was at that 5K, the show that night. Like, oh uh, yeah, you did like an acoustic Ratfink set, and um, oh yeah, that was fun. That that first uh, populate that first record and the the Bar None one, all the harmonies and the song structures hold up. Like hanging out uh, with Chad that. clearly rubbed off because those songs like, I I re-listened to everything this week to to, oh to wow, re-gauge myself because like I have, I bought the one CD I think from that show from you maybe oh nice yeah um and like I'm like, throughout like, umpteen years whatever being like, this is that's the guy on the kit and this, you know I mean this is a whole this is, so much of like it's all the best of like Nirvana and Alice in Chains and like Pearl Jam kind of slammed into this cool, unique blend. And, like, yeah, it's yeah, total grunge, grunge fest. And, but in a good way where it's like, it's its own thing. And like, I can I have a lot of respect for people who um take their influences and wear them on their sleeve and do it in right. their own way. You know what I mean? Cause it's a lot yeah. easier to say, Oh no, no, it's just, you know, I've Kurt Cahoo? No, no, I never heard yeah. of that guy. You know, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, to, yeah. Like, oh dude. Yeah.
0: What what like uh, a Greta,
1: Greta Van Fleet or that band was right. like yeah we, we don't we don't we, we don't. we're not influenced by Led Zeppelin yeah
0: they're weird I um I played in <laughs> another band I played it's not bass. exactly like them yeah no hundred <laughs> percent I played bass with uh, this band called Hamilton Handshake and we opened up for Greta Van Fleet at the Grog Shop oh really that's right. awesome right and it was um, they were like they were great. And I would talk to him a little bit. I'm like, "Yeah, what are you guys? What are you guys listening to?" Because that band, I was like the one responsible guy. I showed up to the venue on time, and like, right, 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 shit and Like, didn't drink, drove everyone home. Of course um, you did, dude. That's your style, man. you need the glue, keeping the punk and punctual. Anyway, um, so right. <laughs> <laughs> I got there and like I was shooting the shit with these kids, and like. Yeah, uh, like, well, what are you guys listening to? And they're like, they would say everything but Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they they tried so hard to be like, not. And then when they were playing, I'm like, what do you mean you, you listen to Charlie Parker? That is, <laughs> no. which I'm sure they did. Don't give me. I'm not calling them a liar, yeah. but um, yeah,
1: I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Just like you know, I listened to Madonna right. when I was. You know what I mean? Like, I heard <laughs> I heard some Madonna songs. It's pretty cool. You know, I mean. Great. Right. I'm not writing Madonna's. i not my writing's not as influenced by Madonna as Nirvana. Like, let's right. be honest.
0: It's got a good rhyme to it, though. <laughs> yeah, Madonna,
1: Nirvana, Madonna, Madonna. That sounds no, like a good Madonna. quote
0: for a cover band. Like, we do everything <laughs> from Madonna to Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, what do right, you need? <laughs> what do you need, huh? What do you need? Uh, but, but yeah, um, but yeah, those records are so like so well organized like song structure wise and like where the harmonies come in and like i imagine taking those vocal lessons and working with state radio that panned through
1: right totally 100 percent. because those songs that when i first recorded them or first wrote them they were much longer um they they didn't have a structurally as many like things where this might cut in at this time or this went three rounds instead of four right um all state radio stuff and all from knowing like I said playing live and knowing that you have to, to hold someone's attention span realistically, you know, like you need to do something maybe semi-interesting that they might not know that you did, but it might subconsciously it's like, Oh, that was kind of cool. Right. Uh, so much from, from, from Chad's writing and, um, playing in that band and as like, as B level as I, I think, you know, not, not C level, that's <laughs> you, but like, as like it, you lower know, tier, level, man. Like, We're yeah, lower tier like, band. lower
0: tier.
1: We're working D, our way to get the B. Or D, I could be, I could be D, I D level or F or whatever, as compared to Chad's songs and writing. Like it was, the, that was as best as like I could kind of, you know, take from what he gave me, right. you know, and 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 put it forward. And and I think like, again, like back to. You know what I got from that band, like I, I musically, and. Just experience-wise, I, I would I wouldn't have had any of that without without Chad and without right. him, you know, putting me, giving me that chance and you know then like then like observing how like like a great songwriter writes his songs and what and what goes into the song. It's not like he's not just write it and be like well, I'm great, so here it is. You know what I mean? Right. He's like, all right, I wrote this too. Now now let's work on this song. Right. Let's make it. Let's make it really as good as it can be. And so he's putting his best foot forward in a lot of ways that way. And he's already at the, like, if you just listen to his song that he just wrote on the recorder, like acoustic, that's right. damn good already, you know?
0: Yeah. So like when he would have a song, how would, would, he approach it to you? Like, would he be like, what do you think? And like, play it for you? Like recorder wise or like live? Yeah. And like. Yeah. Mostly, mostly live.
1: Mostly like you get together for a rehearsal and be like, I've been working on this tune. This is kind of how it goes. Okay. And he's like, This is what I'm thinking we're gonna do for a structure. He's like, This is what I think maybe for kind of like what the beat is. And then he'd be like, What do you guys think about it? That's eventually where we got to, you know. When gotcha. I first got there, there was there was a record already. Right. I was right. recorded. Us against the crown was already recorded. So I learned those songs the way they were in the record. And when we when he came to rehearse with me before I went on the road, he'd be he was like, uh, okay, so like I just play like you know, um, the song or man in the hall, like, yeah, just play it. And then, but then he would start playing something. I'm like, that's not the structure on the record. He's like, Oh, I didn't even remember what the record, what we played on the record. Like, this is how we're doing it live.
0: Yeah. So like that song
1: had morphed to a different song because it, because of it got a better reaction live. So it's like, it didn't, it didn't stop once the song was recorded either. It it got, it, it like morphed into a different structure uh, eventually right to to what was optimal for what the live show where the live show was at at that time so he was not he wasn't like he was humble enough you know to be like all right well let's let's change the song to make it like right optimal for how we're playing right now which is which is I mean what a, what a lesson to learn for from a young musician to be like oh like this guy's like not he's not on his high horse over there yeah saying like this is the the greatest thing
0: you got to do it my way. Learn the right way. Yeah. yeah. I, I change it. Just, you know, that's what I do. It's. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I write,
1: I write the, the uh, set list on a, on a paper plate <laughs> 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 for, as we're supposed to be walking out to, to the stage, you know, <laughs> I'm scribbling on it, scribbling the set list on a napkin, like two seconds before we're walking out. Um,
0: oh, that's awesome.
1: So, yeah, he's, it was just like, oh, I mean, that's kind of punk rock, I guess, in a way, you know, like that, that kind of
0: super punk <laughs> like <laughs> it's but it, it keeps it like i don't know it's like what bob dylan does you know all these great songwriters they morph they morph what you know um oops hold on let me make sure okay
1: yeah um, yeah definitely definitely it's great it was, it was really cool to see <laughs> to see that in action and like it, you said it definitely rubbed, rubbed off on me for sure
0: yeah, clearly because those rat pink records hold up like listening back and I, I was like oh i appreciate that put together well and like even the, the the bar none record right i was like wow, yeah. there's all this like acoustic percussion and then like there's like the the rock elements on top of it i'm like how does this work but it does <laughs> like I'm
1: yeah like, it's interesting right yeah right. we that was more like um it would have taken longer to record the <laughs> actual drums Got so durameo was playing that wasn't me playing a, a play in, uh, percussion that was steve oh yeah okay. yeah yes yeah, my friend steve steve durameo um He's uh, he was the drummer in Raffink for those records. He's, he's, he's a good drummer and he, he yeah. played like, um, he started on hand drums, so he was more comfortable on hand drum too. And he would do like, he sometimes he did like two tracks of the drum. He'd do like a djembe track and then he'd do like a bongos track over it. I'm like, dude,
0: that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Let's it's do late. that. It's late. Keep it. So yeah. They kind of like a uh, kind of morph into him with Chuck how did you guys' as a relationship develop from the initial? This guy doesn't have drum cases. You know what I mean? Like, right? <laughs> you guys eventually did the Remote Players Club, and mm-hmm. those tunes are rad. Like, um, rest yeah, of my time but... gets stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> mm. But like, yeah. Um, so you guys developed this rhythm section brotherhood. It sounds like, and how you write about him in the book. So I did uh-huh. it take. Was that that click there from the rip? no okay so how'd that come to be well um
1: generally speaking i'm kind of more i can talk man you know i I, i'm kind of annoying sometimes if you're with me a long time and i and chuck is a little bit more quiet so i think i had to like i had to shut up (laughs) here and there to to, like kind of get to chuck's speed and I, i think that taught me it may be a better listener right. when you're on the road with somebody 24 7 you know like yeah. if you talk a little bit too much like it gets exponentially worse as time you know what i mean right. like every little fault that you have just comes out because you're in such tight quarters living living together um it's group living for just straight up you know and it's like you're not showering as often as you should this just there's a lack of everything right right and this is all you got. So I think, I think that like at first, I think he's found me pretty annoying. Uh, and plus I was kind of like, I was so excited.
0: Right. I'm like, oh, and he's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. He's pretty annoying. Um, and eventually I think it was just like, I, I remember Chad was like, showing me, he's like, you know, with Chuck, you might want to like, think about like, not like, talking to him like silence is okay and we're telling him, silence is okay with chuck it doesn't mean he doesn't like you it doesn't mean that like things are going badly if you're just it's guy like, might be on drive with chuck for like three hours and we might not say a word to each other damn and i'm like okay all right like now like i can do that you know well <laughs> not easy for me but um and eventually i think that like he was like okay like mike's not not that bad um and then we, and then when he would come to town, he would he, you know, Chad was always with Sybil, and he would come chill with me, you know, and we're uh, at my mom's when I was living there. And then when I got an apartment, he was he was with me, and uh, we just started developing a, a friendship. Because um, he's 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 awesome. I love Chuck, you know. Um, so it was, so I always wanted to be friends with him, but I think it took a little while for him to, want to be you. friends with me. And oh, then yeah. eventually, like I think, there's like. We we have a love for for Nirvana and those '90s grungy kind of bands, and that kind of played out in in the tunes. Whereas like before, I think the old drummers were they they weren't as it wasn't as raw. I don't think the drumming was as raw. So I think he kind of liked that energy, right? Musically.
0: Well, that second that first album you recorded on Year of the Crow, and compared to the record that came before it, it's heavy as fuck. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> It was definitely heavier, and
2: uh,
0: but that okay that that's awesome because you guys I mean the remote players club stuff how'd that come about was that you post- know it's a really funny story about I
1: don't know if I wrote this in strange pr- pr- perspectives probably not but nope this is we were playing two. we were playing <laughs> right at, the, at the at the um, nine thirty club in D C right something like that or maybe it was there I don't know but anyway I went to take like a poo poo in the in the public toilet. <laughs> and I heard, and, and there's two guys, the two dudes are taking a pee, and one of them was saying, like, is State Radio opening for this band or is this band opening for State Radio? I think maybe it was Township or something that was playing this great band. I love Township. Yeah. Boston band. And, the guy, and the, one of the guys goes, I don't know, man, maybe they're opening for them because you're the crow is so much worse than us against the crown that they're probably on their de- like they're declining you know they're like sounding Damn. like worse and they're really not drawing as many people because their record's so bad. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh man, like they hate they hate my drumming. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like, I was so it was fun. I mean, I I wasn't really that offended to tell you the truth, but I was like I was like interesting because like maybe the style the style is a little bit different. And maybe the person didn't like the style, you
0: know? Right. Well, clearly that seemed to be a personal opinion. <laughs> like, I that yeah like, that record as far as State Radio records, I go back to that one a lot. In the
1: oh really? Yeah, I okay. think that's that's like the deep cuts because I, I think like if you look at the State Radio streaming, that Us Against the Crowd still probably is the yeah no, stream. it's
0: definitely still up there. Like <laughs> I think that Us You're the Crowd is the least. <laughs> but um. Oh so, man i mean what speaking of nirvana that's like that club's punk as fuck the 930 club there's oh, so many great. like amazing bad brains and minor threat videos and shit from that club
1: the greatest oh. it, that venue like new they you'd like get in there they a pizza for you Nice. you have like a like you know you have the room back and like i don't even know why i was in the public bathroom i think someone was probably using the bathroom and Maybe like Sybil was taking a shower or something. I don't know what was going on, but because yeah. they have a nice like bathroom and like shower at that place, you know, in a backstage and a cool little place, you can hang on the balcony to watch the opening bands. It's just oh, such a sick. great venue.
0: Yeah, because compared to like what the House of Blues, they don't have showers, do they? Uh I don't think so. No, it's interesting that that's
1: which one it is. Yeah, <laughs> this little punk yeah I don't club. Think
0: so. <laughs> it's more catering. Yeah, I know than this chain that you shouldn't least be dependent on for like having those type of. Shoot. It was just,
1: they know how to treat a ba Like you walk in there and they're like, and they have like a, a full pizza for you. And they're like, yeah, just grab a slice if you want, or like some, some salad. And I'm like, like what? I just like walked in here. Right. Like how, cool. how much is it? And they're like, it's free, dude. Serious. No. I'm like, wow. These guys are cool. And you can, and then you'd order
0: dinner from them too. Yeah that's super sick especially when you're working when you're paying for your own food
1: yeah so yeah, i know, I know. that's the thing right you know it's like it's again it's like anything you can get at that point you're very thankful for
0: right um the kind of i had a couple questions from stuff within the book that kind of shift the gears here um
1: oh so yeah just yeah, remote players club like anyway those are chuck's tunes
0: oh
3: okay,
1: okay. question on that those are chuck's tunes um he was one of the times he was staying he showed me a couple right and he had like it had, like, just stock drums on it, you know, that he had kind of programmed in. I'm like, you want me to play on these things? Without, you know, I kind of, like, interjected myself in there. Yeah. And we recorded it kind of uh, remotely. Oh,
0: okay. And uh, and he
1: he mixed it.
0: He's in, like, L.A., right? Or...
1: He, he was in L.A., yeah, now. And he went to uh, – he's in Vegas now. Oh, okay. okay. And he was back in Philly for a little bit, but we've, we've been remote for a while. And we're starting – we're trying to get uh, – to revamp that project sick. now,
0: actually. That would be awesome. No shit. Yeah. That yeah.
1: would be cool. Yeah.
0: Those tunes are good. That vi- that Halloween video you guys got.
1: Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, Chuck's a great songwriter, man. He's really great and great. He does all the mixing and, I mean, really like a lot of work for him.
0: Yeah. But
1: – But he, he does a great job. That, yeah. And that no, was Chuck's it's, it's... cousin who did that video, actually. Chuck's cousin – directed that video and made that video no shit yeah super talented cool. guy
0: yeah no that was a fun video like <laughs> they had the arc and the story of it i don't know music videos are always like a whole nother thing and i don't know if it paired like if that song was necessarily about that but that was like a sick driving like song and like they have this whole like zombie like <laughs> like or vampire-esque turn to it it was cool yeah
1: i think it was kind of like um Artistic uh, freedom for <laughs> Chuck's cousin to produce that one. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so I think he was just he was just like, I got this idea. Or right, Chuck's like, oh, just go for it. Let's go for it. And I, I wasn't in the video. He wasn't in the video. He kind of just made it for us. Because um, it's, it's all, you know, so, as things are so visual these days. You need right. video with, with, with things, music. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, so much of it, it's like multifaceted. You know, what I mean, it's putting the record out's one thing, but now it's just yeah. a thumbnail and some wave files. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it's crazy the amount. But still, that that goes back to that investment thing you would be doing for the road show. And now you got to do it for the digital show. You know, before you even a, hit the road.
1: Right. I mean, unless you, it's, it's insane, man. I don't know how people like. I mean, you really got to want it. You really right. got to want it, especially with the with the. uh how easy it is to record now.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah,
1: everyone has a band and everyone's asking to listen to their band and,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, you're fighting for a lot of a, a lot of a, for, you're fighting for attention that when, when the, there's, it's hard to gain it. It's hard to stick out from the mass of like, fucking bees. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And just to even be able to do it and be the successful in doing it. And that's what you do. You know what I mean? Even if it's in one spot, I think it says way more that you can persevere doing something you love. and It may not be to the tier of like your expectation of like hitting the road and road dogging it, <laughs> like yeah. But to do it sustainably is just even uh, is success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah is like, it
1: successful if you're? I mean, I know you know local musicians that just play. You know, to get like four or five gigs a week. Like that's really hard to do too. Right. You know, that's that's sustaining yourself. You could sustain yourself via music. You know, think about a guy like me. I had all the opportunity in the world. You know, playing with with Chad and dude. I'm not doing music right now. You know. Right. It's tough. It's yeah. very very
0: tough. And there, that's a lot of. There's a lot of like. What I've noticed as far as like playing out of town, as soon as you meet somebody your chances to get that gig are way more likely. Like as soon as you know someone who books yeah. at a venue or you go there and play once and they can gauge you I'm like, all right, yeah. you know, it, yeah, you can come back on a Friday. You know what I mean? Like as soon as yeah. that happens, it's so much easier. <laughs> so that to have all those opportunities like that and, you know, you' yeah. will not be able to take off with it. Like it's, 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 it's hard. The slog, <laughs> like, but it slog. Good like, just a good like, work it. <laughs>
1: yeah it is it's a, it's a grind man it's a grind with anything you know if you want to do anything um and you want to do it your way you know it's it's or you know do you want like you say yeah. want to do what you <clears throat> you want to have the freedom to do what you love you got to grind it out right so sometimes that I and mean, it's a job it's still a job you know it's still yeah. a job it's just like it's it difficult in it's a the- long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the you got the warning from yeah. before you started, dude. You got the, to the like the 1st ACDC baby. record. Yeah, we got the warning, dude. You got the it's warning, a long
1: way to top, dude. <laughs> you want oh, to rock man. and roll? Dude. All right, man. You, got, you give me a question. I'm sorry, I I, I drove you off. This is why no. Chuck took the- me a while to become friends with Chuck.
0: <laughs> no, this is I. I very much rather and like I come up with questions and stuff, but I enjoy the the conversation. You know, what I mean, this is to me this is more more of what this is is having this conversation. You know, what I mean, like, right? I could I can list off a couple questions and zip through them, but like being able to have an actual conversation and share the essence that is you, that's yeah. to me the the whole point of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> but you know what the thing about, about Remote
1: Players Club too is, I was doing. I had the rapping, but I also have solo music that I was recording on my own.
0: Yeah, the um, Mike uh, what'd you call it? Mike yeah, Mike Wick, Wick Stokes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mike Wick Stokes. Mike <laughs> Wick Stokes.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Chadwick Ch- Stokes had just released his Chadwick Stokes. Right. <laughs> so so Chad so so Chuck knew that I knew how to record my like I had an electric drum kit and I knew how to record it into the thing. So he's like, just record the MIDI. Yeah. And send me and then i can put the sounds i want so like that like helped me actually the mike wick stoked experience helps me um be able to work remotely
0: what did chad <laughs> say about that anything
1: i don't really say much is the <laughs> i I, I, just, I just i told i just told him. i was like dude i can, I can name my record record mike wick stoked and i think he <laughs> thought i was serious or i don't know he's just like oh really that's funny it's like that's cool it's funny <laughs> Cause you got a solo, you put out a solo record. So that right. was, yeah.
0: Was that like a My weird uh, indicator of like state radio kind of slowing down when those solo records started coming around <laughs> or the dispatch stuff started taking off or were you guys kind of preempting that? I pretty much got the <laughs> hint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it was
1: one of those things where like we didn't want it to be the case, but
2: yeah.
1: Um, there's, there was state radio became I think a situation for him where he was didn't have as much control as he wanted to have in state radio right because that band started as a band
0: right it's a unit. it's not just you know it's not yeah right. and if he wanted to play in a band they didn't have that much control
1: over, he would just play with dispatch because they made way more money right. So, like, at the end of the day, State Radio would kind of served his purpose when he realized, he's like, you know, I, I think it was just like, the way I saw it was State Radio, he gave us freedoms in that band that maybe he necessarily did not want at, at the end of the day to ha- let us have. But he couldn't really kind of go back in and, like, restructure because we probably were like, well, nah, it's not, that's not the band, you know, that's right, not the way right. it was. We started his own thing where he was, like, you know, he owned the drum set, and he, you play these notes the way I want you to play them, because, like, you know, he was, like, he was the he was the leader. It was him. It was his right. name, right. right? And Dispatch, he's, like, well, if I'm going to be in a band that's, you know, that we're slogging it out, might as well stick, go back to Dispatch and make, make some bank. right? You know, kids, he's got kids now at that point. he's He's, like, you know... Well, I know, he wants to buy a house and stuff, and it's like, well, I could get—it's kind of an easy payday, you know. At the end, at the end of the day, and then he goes back to dispatch, and says Chad's ready to play in dispatch now. But Chad's the only one who's successful outside of dispatch. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, no, no, because uh,
0: right. like when you not, look at no, like um, the other guys is like, state radio did more than like you guys were opening for dave matthews band and i got some questions about yeah. all these like cool opening spots you guys got compared yeah. to like um uh what the other guys were doing because they were kind of staying local and like i, I don't know that it takes that the madness of diving into it that full-heartedly to get to that point you know in the endless hustle just like you were describing and like yeah the the, the the accepting that it's not going to bring in this much It's going to, you know, it feeds itself to keep going. Um, yeah, like Chad could survive without dispatch at that point. Yeah. And
1: if if dispatch guys like, you know, those other guys go play a show and there's, there's no one really showing up to see them play. I mean, they're not getting like big crowds, whereas like state radio is starting to get some pretty decent sized crowds. Right. And we were over in Germany, you know, getting, crowds, you know, like we were, we were there before dispatch really kind of went over there, um, and and making waves over there. And he, he kind of come back into that situation. he's like, you know, guys, come on, you know, you know, who, you know, where your friends butted a little bit I'm sure. He he gets, it gets a, you know, a little bit of a better, makes a better situation for himself over there from on the, on his own coattails, which state radio is his, you know, so he's own coattails, but you know, from the work that we'd all put in, and then you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of a bummer when you're like, Oh, look at him over there now. He's right. you know, playing right. all these huge venues. I'm sure he's got a more cushy situation within that band because he's because 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 of our success, you know, and and now I'm sitting here with my thumb on my butt, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so so it wasn't like there was great morale at that point, you know, and and again, like me being like. Annoying and having to express my feelings and opinions, yeah. I'm over there to you know I'm right. I'm not quiet about it <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not backing down like being like oh well I don't want to upset Chad yeah I'm like whatever dude this is this is a bunch of crap
0: right right you know well this, this is a bunch is, of crap as much as your hustle as it is theirs at that point you know and the just to kind of go in and out with it and be like okay cool I guess that's it you know I mean that <laughs> that, that right right you, you know I mean. You you don't hustle for that long without being like what? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean the really thing that like, kind of like the kind of like got that really like
1: because there's obviously tension in bands and, and there there's there's a bunch of stuff, you know, money the money situation was was not great, right. you know, we, we were like we weren't living like high off the hog. Obviously, we weren't making a lot. I, I was making a lot of money, right? Um, but and when Dispatch kind of came back and there was the, one of the last tours in the fall of. 2012 they came to us and, and they were like you know this is what we're going to pay for this tour and the pay was lower huh. i'm like i what? was like god
0: yeah. yeah i was like come yeah.
1: on like this is this is that's and then just, they just go this is where we're at with you guys this is where we're at with you and like you know state radio is not we don't think state radio is going to draw us make as much money because you know we, we haven't we haven't, got, we, we haven't played as much and right and I'm like, but you know, this is you're over here making money doing this or you're starting this project, but you know, like you, you this is like kind of hastening us out kind of thing, you know. And, right. Um it just it just was it just kinda of sucks. But if Chad wouldn't really talk with it, we'd more he'd more defer to management, you know. Like I think he maybe discuss with management and the management would talk to us. So we, we kinda of had this thing where this weird like dynamic where we'd be on the road with each other like living like group living like in each other's faces right but like i wasn't allowed to approach chad and talk to him about this because like he be like that's management's job like we're here to play right and we i don't want to get that in the middle of like our show and like what we're putting out as a unit on this right. tour we don't want to screw up our product right. uh, you know what i mean so like that's off limits right so so i'd be like you know we'd be like I'd be, like, fighting with management. <laughs> I'm like not, not like, even communicating with Chad at all. I like wouldn't even be on the phone calls or, like, huh. meet at the meetings, you know? So right. it was, like, a weird dynamic. That is and they, super yeah. weird.
0: That is super, super weird. weird. And And, again, like, was, I'm,
1: I'm more than willing to admit, like, anything that I, that I experienced and, like, achieved in, in music was because of Chad. Yeah. And they would say that to me, and I'd be, like, yeah, that's great, but, like, that's not going to help me, like, eat. You know, or like, or like, get ahead or not be in credit card debt. Right. Like, living in Boston or living on my own. Like, it's not helping me, but like, I, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. At the time, it didn't feel, it didn't feel as true because like, I felt like I had helped him, you know, bring, bring this band out to a certain level, which allowed him to like further his own career. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, like, what I did for him was way less than what he did for me, you know, like, musically. Like,
0: yeah. Just to be honest. I'm not, I'm not yeah, an yeah, idiot. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I'm not. When you're looking at that perspective of it, you know what I mean? Which, I guess you have to to kind of, like, rationalize it. Like, because it seems like, that's that's super, that's, in a weird way, that's kind of cool that all the management stuff was kept to a different person, you know what I mean? Even though it was all one thing. So, like, the focus would be just doing doing the gig and, like, trying to keep that, um, that, uh, family vibe you know what i mean that we're here yeah. to do this thing and like that's someone you know instead of but at the same time like knowing that it's all connected and there's this weird unspoken thing is almost like uh, i don't i don't know if that was better or worse <laughs> emotionally <laughs> you know what i mean i can't <laughs> imagine it was one or the other
1: <laughs> yeah who knows you right. know like
0: i don't know i haven't had i've never toured with
1: any other bands before or but in the music industry again it goes back to the music industry you know like you, yeah. you have a band who's like who's on the rise and and it's like those are the challenges you know they're they're facing and I, it's just it's not easy it's not it's not like a cushy existence like people no. just assumed i was just like oh you're on tour bus you're making a ton of money but you, you know like what do you what do you have like hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank a nice house like hot chick i'm like dude i live with my mom i got no money you know like i'm like i'm like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> you know i don't know what you think i'm doing dude but like but i'm but then but but i'm playing in front of five thousand people you know? right <laughs> playing six Making 200 gigs but <laughs> yeah playing sick gigs and and the, the crazy thing was like our pay was equal For no matter what show was, so I played like the Bank of America Pavilion in Boston. I get paid like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get paid was epic. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got paid like two hundred bucks maybe for that one, you know. But I but (laughs) I play in but I play in Montana with no cut of merch, no cut, not even like just like that was the pay. Yeah, two hundred bucks. Damn. I mean, you know what I mean. So you're like, (laughs) like, whoa! Did you just make like thousands of dollars tonight? Like, no, I made two hundred dollars. Fuck, Before bro. tax, right? Pre-tax, right. pre-tax, two hundred bucks. <laughs> but then you pay. You play in Montana for like ten people, and they're like, "Well, you just made two hundred bucks."
0: <laughs> well, know? cool. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, oh, But it's it's oh, crazy, man. Yeah, it's that is cool. so crazy because that gig, that gig was like a huge gig, and you guys yeah. shifted from the Butler John Butler went opened for you guys at that gig. Yeah, yo, yeah, and, yeah, and like. <laughs> Okay, yeah. That was always, that gig always blew my mind because at one point G Love <laughs> comes on and jams with you guys. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? This is like yeah. a huge, like, because I remember a couple gigs before it was it was a much smaller venue. You know what I mean? Not the in the same town. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's bonkers. Yeah. And horrifying. It's
1: crazy, dude. Right. We we were playing at Terminal Five one time. Yeah. And the, our manager was man started managing this band called the Hornets.
0: I don't remember. I don't
1: and, know them now, but okay. and the, so in the Hornets
0: the like played with us
1: at but a Boston gig. Yeah. And then there was another there's another group that played with us. I don't know, maybe it's the guy's from John Brown's Body or something in New York, oh, okay. in Terminal 5, New York. And like I remember Chad like kinda of telling me complaining to me, he's like I had to pay those guys three hundred bucks to like just play the like the whatever five songs we play with them or three, I don't even know how many it was. Right. I'm like, God damn it. You know <laughs> like, they made 1.5 times as much as me. <laughs> like you, you know, you're like, you, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, you have that kind of money to pay those freaking horn players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those, those are the discussions. So like, so when I get, get like a pay cut right. 2012 and I'm on the phone and I'm telling them, I'm like, you're freaking pay, paying your damn band, the Hornets three hundred dollars to play four five songs right. when they've never rehearsed with us they don't even add anything to the band right because you you know you know like uh, that's the way i talk to them you know what i mean like yeah. i I was i was young and i and i'm i i just i'm kind of an idiot you know so like i would just be like what the hell yeah you know yeah, like yeah. You, you now you're gonna cut my pay you, you couldn't even pay me as much as the freaking hornets Fuck. and and like and, and we'd be we'd be talking man and be like yeah. the manager and like the accountant for like um for um, state radio, and like one time I like, oh, dude, I made more than one time. I made like people cry, oh, like shit. you know, because like, yeah. I was like, I was like, this makes no freaking sense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. But like, but I'm, I'm like I can't talk to Chad about it. You know, so like right. I'm just like it's all bottled up from however right. long right. it's been going on. And it just and, and explodes. Shoot the, whoever, is yeah, whoever, yeah, shoot the, you are shooting the messenger. Yeah. Right, right. You know? And, and but it's it's like a it's like a horrible it was like getting to so when that dynamic was playing out right he's like you know what wh- wh- was the writing on the wall yeah the writing was on the wall because like now Chad's having like experiencing these like issues within state radio as a band he's right. like okay well I don't need this band because I can I can play with a band that I already have problems with and make ten times the amount of money right. why don't I do that why don't I go oh, okay. in and negotiate a nice deal over there and write <laughs> all the tunes. Cause now, you know, he writes all the, the tunes. Right. Cause you know, he wrote the general and obviously it was, it was, it just became clear it was him. He's right. the one who
0: was dispatch. Right. Well, so much you of know? that. Well, and that's, you know, one dude dropped out. Right. And they're still rolling pretty high. And like, uh, of course. you listen to the records and like, um, it's like that, well, that that could have been a state radio tune or, you know, that's like, that's like totally. a solo tune. You know, you, you hear, you hear like the, out of the nine songs, you hear, uh, uh the seven that are Chad and the three that are, you know I mean? Like,
1: yeah. You know, and now two there's two zero that are right. other people because right.
0: you know that, his, that he's better at writing. Right. Well, when someone's got all the stuff there and it's time to make a record, what are you going to do? Be like, well, give me a couple months. No, you're going to go with what's there. You know, that makes sense. And if, yeah, and if, are, we, are we gonna use the people's songs that can't draw any
1: fans right. to, to put our foot forward for dispatch, or should we use the guy's songs who draws fans? Right, Let's right. Think, Let me think about this one for a second. This is a hard <laughs> to, you know, right? And I'm sure those guys like resisted it too. Like, but at the end of the day, like, dude, I mean, like, I I'm I'm a realist and I, I know, yeah. you know, that but but it was it got pretty it got pretty rough in, yeah in our band and you know and eventually he's probably like well i'm like i don't want to start and i want to get a situation where like i'm in control right. so that he knows chadwick stokes right like this like state radio was like presented as a band it he shouldn't have presented it as a band right. if it wasn't supposed to be so he so he's like all right i'm gonna present my own solo project and everyone knows it's me that's right. it like i'm the boss i'm the man i can kind of do my thing <laughs> yeah If I want to play in a band, I'll play with these jamokes over here instead of these jamokes because, like, I make way more (laughs) freaking money with these guys.
0: Yeah. No, that makes makes sense. But, like, when you're... You can't get mad at Right, right, right. But I bet that, you know, that had to, like, I don't know. That sounds like a really, like, tough, toxic kind of
1: situation. Fuck. It was. It was. And you know what? To be honest with you, it kind of, like, it definitely, like, severed that, you know, that relationship into a place that, that is not that... I don't know if it's like a recoverable, um, you yeah. know, situation.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. know
1: if, if, you'd, if you'd ever see state radio play again because of that.
0: Right. Right. Well, uh, and it's I think, not- th- th- yeah, no, I don't mean to cut you off. What are you going to say? Oh, no, no. I
1: was going to say like, you know, for me, someone who's out of the, like, I'm not a musician for a living right now. You know, like right. I, I, I think I'm more open and, and because you know, I, I do realize where he's coming from. I'm not right. like I'm not an idiot, like I said, you know, I'm a pretty reasonable person when like at the end of the day I feel like I'm pretty reasonable. But at the time, you know, when you when you're like putting everything into something and you're getting not much out of it and you see someone else like taking different steps to like get out of it what they right. need out of it, it upsets you. Right. I mean that's just natural, right? right. Uh, so I, I mean I'd be I'd be open to to moving forward and doing stuff, but I, I honestly don't know if he would be i think that he would probably be um, he'd probably resist that because he's he's still in that he's still in the industry you know i bet those though i bet it feels so much more fresh to him you know like so much more like he's still doing the same thing right you know like it's, it's like it would, it would it would just mean it would mean something different to him than it would to me yeah like to me it would be more like you're doing a one-off kind of thing or do you know like just kind of putting it out there and like it's not it's not it's not something that i need for money or like my career it's like kind of just like a i guess like the cover band or state radio at this point it's like the same thing to me right right. whereas to him it would be like you know it's like it's a move that would be like okay this is like his career why is why is he doing that you know what i mean it's something different
0: yeah no that makes sense but it also makes sense with like how he you know how successful he's doing with that so you have to analyze it on that like that tier of a thing like which is way more like business oriented than it seems if that makes sense like right um, totally but but that that also like kind of like it's when it's not that way it's easier to look over the those difficulties where if it is it's a lot more arduous to kind of like see those challenges ahead
1: Yeah, and what does what does that even mean for him? Like, like he's doing fine musically now. He doesn't need he doesn't need to play with State Radio. I mean, there's no reason for him to need to do that,
0: right? You know, except to make fucking some rad records. I mean, (laughs) well, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: that's that's the thing, right? So, like, I mean, I feel as though the like the the style of drumming that maybe I bring to the table is slightly different than what he's experiencing now right
0: right well that i mean that like (laughs) the floor tom racked up mounted you know i mean fucking heavy as shit like right but it's and it's musically like i also i went back and listened to some of the like i listened to let it go before earlier this week to kind of gauge where like when i first met you what you were doing and like that that record also fucking kicks too like um that first tune uh manson humanity like oh wow that's yeah a fucking, yeah that's a heavy fucking tune you know like, it is pretty <laughs> in, like the, the guitar riffs even i'm like those are fucking you know that's sick yeah i forgot cool. how dope some of these like fucking you get caught up in some of the songs that like have the hook and it gets stuck in your head um but listening back i'm like all these uh little intricacies and like like this is heavy you know what i mean and like it's a different
1: show yeah. it's a little yeah. different
0: than 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 like this best play Right right well and even like looking at Like the people State radio like ended up touring with And opening for was way more Like Heavier than like who opens for Spatch I don't know like another type of Jam band yeah. like uh, right. Maybe the coolest one would be like John Butler or something but Like mm. you guys went on that like you played with Tom Morello And shit and like Right oh, yeah <laughs> Like on a brighter note How dope was Tom Morello kicking it with your family?
1: Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that the other day.
0: Yeah, so like my friend Mark, (laughs) what exactly happened? Not that like deteriorate. I'll put a pin in this to come back to it. But like, how did it go from like hitting the road with like Tom Morello?
1: It was crazy, dude. The reason, the way that we got that gig was apparently he called up our manager out of the blue because he saw he was watching this station um that like you'd vote for a song they'd have like three bands or something you could vote for a song and then whatever got the most votes would be played this is what he described to us and huh. the state radio gang of thieves right and it came on and he listened to it and he was like ah can i dig this jam and he said he would like walk his dog to the song. Sick. <laughs> and, and he, so when he started wanted to do the, um, he looked at the band and saw that the band was into, you know, like charitable stuff. And he wanted, what he wanted to do was he did the, wanted to do the justice tour, right. Where he right. did a, a um, charity project one day and then the show another day, like two days, Right. Um, which is kind of the format. And where we kind of got, where calling all crows format came from right was like doing the service project um, but we'd right. have to do it the same day because it's so expensive to like you know be on the road and be idle for a day
2: right so, right.
1: so we would do it like the same day um as the uh, show right but that's okay. kind of where it was born out of and he called our manager and he, he's like hey this is tom morello and the guy's like yeah okay who is this like who's are you messing he's like mark are you messing with me or like he's like saying people's name like other managers are you messing with me? he's like no this is tom morello <laughs> and he's like okay i guess so what do you want tom morello and tom morello's like i want to start doing this tour i want you guys to do it and there was like seven shows and i think we ended up doing three of them damn um one of them was the boston show one of them was new orleans maybe okay is that right um i think, um, that's, I think that's, la okay the yet- i think it was new orleans oh. right yeah because we saw a new orleans hornets game
0: okay well, um uh,
1: morello bought all of us tickets to the game sick uh, we went to um, we went to dinner, dude. This is crazy. We went to dinner in, in New Orleans, and and the owner of the restaurant came over. He goes, "We want to um, we want to just tell you like that your meal is free tonight." Woo! And I was like, I was like, damn, dude, I'm like a rock star. I was like that shit never happens, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, it was crazy. Um, but we, we gave him like a tip, you know. We gave him a t- like we probably pay like, you know, it's like put in like 40 bucks or something just to be like, cool, you know, to give them like each 40 bucks to to give them like the, essentially you don't want to like be like, yeah, thanks. We're not, we're going to eat all your food and leave you with nothing.
0: Right. Especially the the servers. That's how they're getting paid. So at least, you know, that's
1: bad. Yeah. Yeah. So give them like, you give them, you know, he was cool like that where he was like, he was like, all right, you know, it's free, but we got a pet. You know what I mean? Like he knew he's not like. Right. Not like it's just like a, aware of it that's yeah, the, yeah. he's uh, completely self-centered and awful um <laughs> but yeah he's he was, he was super cool he was a super nice guy and um we so we played in it's like berkeley um theater
2: yeah
1: boston where, they, where the berkeley kids um play and then afterwards he was i was like walking out and he was there and he like told he's like so it's like you're it's like you're you're mike's mom whatever he's like you've raised a fine drummer and my mom was like, I was like, she's like so psyched. that he said
0: that for the years of the band practice. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, man. So like we went out and we were like hanging with, with Morello. And the, the reason why we actually, I actually remember we, me and my friend Marty always talk about this night was because there was a guy who was like, an aspiring comedian. He was actually the yeah. son of a, a comedian who was actually pretty, I guess, pretty well known. I forget the guy's name now. I'd have, I wish Marty would be able to tell me, but, um, he was like trying to make jokes to Breckin Meyer, the guy who was in like road trip. Right. Uh, and that's like one of my favorite movies ever too. He, he Breckin Meyer is a drummer, um, as oh. well. Oh no shit. So we, so we would like talk and hang just cause we were, you know, we we're drummers. And I was like, try. I eventually told him, like, dude, like, I love your, I love your freaking movies, man. Like, I didn't want to be like too lame, you know. At first, I kind of held it in, but then I eventually told him, that I loved him. Um, but he was like, the, Marty's friend was like making these jokes, and like it was just so offensive that Breck and Meyer, like, he left. He left the bar. Yeah, like he was just yeah. like he was just annoying him so much with his like bad <laughs> joke telling <and> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was like not the time to be telling jokes. So we always talk about that night more for like that. I was like, I was like, whatever happened to that guy who was like, made Breckenmeyer leave the bar? <laughs> he was telling such bad jokes. But like, yeah, Morello was like, we were in, in LA. Chad wrote a song about that night in LA.
0: Right. Cause I remember you telling me, I remember us being on the bus at one point and we were jamming. Um, I think we were jamming rock in the free world and you told me the right. story about how you taught that the slash. So yes. If you want to for the listeners, like reiterate that in your own words, cause you'll do a much better job at it. But that's uh. the LA date, right?
1: That was the LA gig. So I was standing uh, backstage in LA and slash comes up to me, like right before he's going on stage and he goes, how do you play rocket in the free world again? <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa, like, uh. First of all, like I, I never met this guy. Like, I didn't even said hi to him right. at that point. I think he thought I was that, that musician Pete Yorn. Oh, okay. Cause he, <laughs> no,
0: because he, he has like dark hair. Right. And, right. And, you know, was he? And he was on the tour too.
1: He was there. Yeah, he was there in L.A. I
0: don't know. If, I don't know if he. I don't know if he was there
1: in New Orleans or Boston. I don't remember. He might have been. So, I don't know. That's question but um (laughs) yeah he was he was there in LA and I think he did teach slash I'm this is me trying to put it together afterwards did teach slash how to play rock in the free world but randomly because of rapping like that was one of the only covers I knew how to play so it was like it was like EDC yeah yeah and he's like he looks at me and like kind of like 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 what you know I'm like, E-E-E-E-E-E-E-D-D-C. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's right, man. Cool. All right. And then he, like, walks away. And then, like, walks, basically walks to the stage. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, what just happened? And then I then then I hear, like, you know, because I'm backstage, I walk out, and I hear Slash freaking ripping solos over Rockin' the Free World. And I'm like, did I just teach Slash <laughs> how to play Rockin' in the Free World? Did I just do that? Some, they
0: they learn so fast. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was like it was that has to be on my resume, and I think I actually told him the chorus maybe too. I don't. I don't remember that part. I might right. be just be saying that right now to make right. myself sound cooler that I taught him the whole song, but I know the E D C part, right? And and I I don't I don't think I said the chorus maybe, but I, but I did but I did teach him, "Rockin' the Free World." There you go. The part that sticks out, the verse. And that was the only uh, contact I had with him that night.
0: Damn, that'd be that just the setting of that night is sounds bonkers. And that song that you've I'm sure you've heard it, um, uh, Chad's song about it, like it's yeah, it makes that night more epic. So I remember you telling me that story, and then that song came out. I'm like, oh no, shit I remember hearing this, and this is like it, it actually did happen. This is so cool, <laughs> like this,
1: yeah. So, so another funny thing was Cantrill, Jerry Cantrill, right? So he was playing a tune. Backstage he was rehearsing, teaching this other guy the guitar. This guy maybe this guy Dave something was playing guitar for him. Anyway, he was and so Chad was humming humming along this harmony. Right. And I think it was that song that's like You Were Always So Far Away.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, is it is that nutshell oh, or something? I think so. I know the pain. whatever it was he was singing it and Chad was doing this crazy cool harmony. Like Chad does like under his breath, but like, you know, Cantrell like catches like Cantrell's like amazing musical ears, like hones in on this harmony. Right. He's like, can he stop playing us. Who's doing that harmony? <laughs> uh, and Chad, uh. like Chad, like kind of like wait, like raises his hand. Like he's in like third grade, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, he's like, you, he's like, come over here do mm. like do that harmony, you know, just, just try that harmony. Maybe you can sing on stage. And Chad points to me. And goes, Mad Dog was doing the harp, was singing too. And I'm like, oh, ah, no, no, that no, wasn't really. He's like, yeah, you were a Mad Dog. Come on, like, I'm like, I don't know. I was already kind. Of, so I was already kind of sitting closer to Cantrell. And Chad comes over and sits next to me on the other side. Right. Right. And I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good for us. <laughs> this is not good for us because I wasn't singing. First of all. Right. Picking <laughs> harmonies out of my butt is not my is not my forte.
0: Harmonies are hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially what Chad was doing, dude. It was like it was just it was crazy. I I I don't even know like, you know, like first, thirds, fifths. Like he was right. probably doing second because like Alison Chains did a lot of seconds, he told me, or fourths, or whatever the hell they did. I don't even okay. know. But he was doing something that was awesome and it sounded really cool. And he started playing it and Chad started doing it and I was trying to like Pretend like I was singing, but I wasn't, and it just was like it just didn't happen. Damn. And then it got to the chorus, uh, and I forgot that that was the part because Cantrell's part's so different, right? You know, like the yes. crazy thing about alice and Chains is like I don't even know how they keep straight what they're supposed to sing, right? Right. Because like my my voice ends up when I try to sing along with them sometimes it kind of goes in the middle of what they're doing because what they're doing is so different.
0: Yeah, it's like this weird like weird wall of like. If it's a fourth or a second that makes sense, right? Like a fourth is kinda like this like penetrable, like it's not major, it's not minor, it just fulfills that thing and you layer that. But okay. a, a second, right, second's pretty dissonant. Like a second's yeah. like a really small interval, but that could be a two. I've never really picked it apart. I'd have to really like I kinda with harmonies, like, once in my brain when I hear three or, or, or more, or one's doubled yeah. or something, I lose what I'm listening to. I have to really like play it to be like, Oh, there's the fourth. There's the second, like on a piano yeah. or something. Like, so when I listen to like, even like with the state radio records at one point when the, you guys would layer up, like, I guess to kind of circle back when Adeline was recorded, there's so many harmonies on that. Like who's right. doing what? And like, I kind of lose my sense of what is the harmony. Now it's just kind of everything in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, right. That, that, but that is the Alice Chains thing. You know what I mean? Like that, that space they create and if it is a second or a fourth it's uniquely plastered and like how you're saying it. it doesn't diverge from the melody like so yeah it's crazy you get so lost in it especially just like the nerves you know this is a band like oh, you grew up
1: with i'm sitting between like like two like the greatest singers of all time trying to like keep up where i have no idea i don't even know like how the song's going at that point because i like, can't trail singing something and i don't even know what what Like I know I I realized I knew the song like after he left. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my god, that was nutshell. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, whoa, like I just got I just got played (laughs) over like I I just it was one of those things where like it sounds to the ear so pleasing and so easy to say, and when you start to try to vocalize it, you're like, uh oh, like I'm in Nova land. I'm not there. It's not it's not me. So he eventually stopped. And like, it was like, okay, like maybe you guys can do that, like pretty far from the microphone or something. <laughs> and then I like, I like come clean. At that point, I'm like, listen, like, I'm a drummer, you know. Like, Chad could do could, could definitely do the harmonies, you know. Like, I'm if you want, I could maybe pull like a hand drum or like tap on the drums or something. And Cantrell's like, so Cantrell's like kind of like been turned off though by this yeah. point by me. So like. He's like he's like yeah he's like maybe you could kind of you know again maybe you could kind of do the harmony like way back off the mic and he's like and he listens to me he's like maybe you could like play air drums or something and I was Ouch. like
0: oh <laughs> damn like, man,
1: that hurts yeah oh shit <laughs> I, know. I know it was great it was it was like but it was so it felt so right though because right. like I was really like just. I was just like in between, like I was like way out of my league yeah. with the, with trying to do the vocals. So he probably did not trust that right. I was going to be able to play the
0: drums. Right, right. Well, and I imagine that tour was like a clusterfuck of people. You know what I mean? Like, oh there's yeah, some big names and and whoever Tom's bringing on. There's probably all these people they don't know, and like, but like to be in that room and <laughs> be all those legends and shit yeah. had to be fucking sick. And like, yes, yeah, damn. <laughs> It
1: in, was crazy. Yeah. And the Cantrell later actually was, um, I asked him because I, I, was, again, I, I found myself a moment with him alone and I wanted to redeem myself. Right. So, like, just to have a normal conversation with the guy yeah. after I'd, I screwed things up for Chad. But, yeah. um, I, uh, who knows where that would have went with Chad? Chad probably would have been banned with Jerry Cantrell if I was just sitting uh-huh. between them. <laughs> um, and, and so the Cantrell, uh, you know, Sean Kinney was there, the drummer for Alice Chains. And, and I was like, why isn't Sean playing? He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, Sean, he's probably, he's, he's probably happy enough watching Stuart Copeland play, you know? Damn, yeah. And I was, I was like, yeah, but Stuart Copeland, like, he's so on top of the beat, you know? And like, Kinney, he's so like, he's so on the back of the beat. It's such a different feel, you know? And and, and Jerry looks at me, he's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, you're so right. And I was like, Redeemed.
0: yeah. I was like, "Yes, I am, Jerry." See? play <laughs> See, that air drum, not... homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not that incompetent, Jerry. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but that would have been so cool if, like, Chad would have. If I wasn't in the middle, I, I was just. It was just a wrong place, at the wrong time for me. Right. And, and like we, we would have been on stage singing with Cantrell, and if I could have crowbar- crowbarred my way in there off of Chad's, again, off of Chad's coattails of singing so well, maybe I could have played a little drums for him.
0: Right, right. That, that has to be, especially for, like, I don't know, someone of their level to, like, just bring people up has to be, like, a, a weird, you know, that, that that can't be too comforting, you know, not like everyone's, like, that's why I'm really thankful for Chad bringing me up to play with you guys, or if you see any, like, David right. Roll does that all the fucking time. Just brings people yeah. up because that's a that's a lot of money put into this moment and a lot of people's expectations are being held, you know. So to bring someone up like that it has to be like a, a risky move, <laughs> like yeah. So that, that makes sense why he might have been a little apprehensive about it. Um. Oh, of course,
1: like he made the right decision, but he but I was in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Like it was just like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like Chad is would have made that song so much better if he was do if he did the harmony that he was humming right. below Cantrill from the other side yeah. but like because i was already sitting near Cantrill and he sat on the other side and and i actually like tried to switch with him and he's like he's like no no it's cool man like cuz Chad's yeah. like super cool and like nice right. about stuff like that right. like he he he's like he doesn't he doesn't want to come across like like he's you know arrogant like right. that cuz i don't think i really don't think he is yeah he's like he's like well you know Jerry's your hero you know too you know like you you, i want to give you this shot and i'm like and it was just like dude like i it's gonna screw this out (laughs) i'll try but like yeah no it was i screwed it up man but
0: still an epic epic thing that happened man it's so fucking awesome oh yeah it's (laughs) yeah. it's still fucking sick It might even be better. It might. It might be better that it happened that
1: way instead of like I. Oh, I played with Cantrell once. It was like, no, dude, I got told to air drum,
0: (laughs) right? But but then redeemed it. And was it who got locked out? Didn't uh uh uh, the drummer um a rage rage? That's right. Um, he so that actually happened. He actually got locked out of the gig. It wasn't just like yeah, it wouldn't let him in. (laughs) Shit.
1: You didn't have, like, I remember Tom being like, like oh, so Brad Will, they're not like Brad Wilkin, you know, like, they're not like Brad Wilkin, he's like, you know, I gotta fix the situation, and, and, but, like, they, he couldn't, so he'd already left.
0: Fuck, <laughs> he was like, alright, well, I'll just dip, Tom's got it, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Yeah, crazy, yeah, he, was, he probably just was, like, annoyed, he's probably like, oh, whatever, screw this.
0: Right, right, well, that had to you know, be like, a madhouse, then? like, with all those people yeah, there. Yeah, dude, Lee was there. Whoa. I tried to give. I tried to give. I tried to make like
1: uh peer pressure flee into doing a shot, <laughs> <laughs> like whiskey or something. Basically, like recovering alcoholic. Like, right. like. And he didn't do it. No, he didn't do. No, he didn't. And then eventually, people were like, people were like, kind of like, dude, like, dude, he's a recover. I'm like, oh shoot, yeah, I didn't like. I, I like. I didn't think of that. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. I was just so excited to hang with him and. And he's like, I can get up early tomorrow. You know, it's like, she's yeah. so sweet. You know, he's like yeah, the he nicest, super nice world. dude. He's like the nicest guy in the world. And I'm like the a holest like 28 years old, you know, whatever, trying to get him to, buddy to up. take a shot yeah. with, me, yeah. buddy up with me. And he was just so diplomatic about it. You know, he's he just like, no, it's cool, man. Like, eventually, like, I'm like, I, you know, did not make him do it.
0: Right, right. Uh, but but that, I, yeah. did you guys get the kick in a minute? Did you get some, like, flea facts like some amazing like that dude you hear any of those chili pepper guys talk they riddle off like they can be talking about nothing and it sounds beautiful you know what i mean like oh yeah
1: yeah he was he was and navarro was there too actually super super sweet as well yeah yeah and like when i say like sweet like i really mean like they're like sweet guys like they're like really nice guys like very like gentle you know what i mean like their presence was very gentle and like reassuring like nurturing or something you know what i mean it wasn't it it wasn't like at all coming in like like big rock star vibe it was just like just totally warm welcoming guys and maybe that's why i felt like it was okay to try to get him take a shot with me but it was cool (laughs) at all but um yeah dave navarro
0: didn't like judge your tattoos
1: (laughs) yeah i know i know dave navarro man he's
0: oh man he's cool
1: yeah. he's, he's uh, such a great player.
0: Was it um what a bonkers ass night. But that's like but that song, like that I think that out of that whole record the uh, last one or whatever Chad came out with, that's like the fucking that's the jam on it.
1: Oh, it's a great song, yeah. It's a great song. But Chad is like is is the the other thing he has in his songwriting is storytelling. Right? Right? No, right. oh, he's like such a great storyteller.
0: And like just the the play on the words, like there was something about um, Alice being wrapped up in chains, and like a, yeah, or or, or no, Alice being wrapped uh, chains and Jane's addiction. I, I can't remember the exact, but it was like it was a really cool wordplay on the people that were there in a way that's not just like name dropping, you know what I mean? But in a, like a uh-huh. cool story twist, <laughs> like
1: yeah, he would when we recorded Year of the Crow. I remember. I know he did this with the other ones, but we were we were in England at um recording with Chad Blake at Peter Gabriel's studio. Damn, It was yeah, like yeah. out of control, right? I mean, right. this is like first record I'm recording. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: They um, actually wanted to hire a drummer, another drummer to play the reggae stuff, right? Because it cause they didn't think I'd handle it. And when and when Chad Blake heard me play, he was like, he's like, what are you talking about? Like this guy's, I can play. What, what did you,? He's like, I thought you were. not because I asked about tuning drums, they were like, they also like Mike's not very good at tuning his drums. Right. And, and Chad Blake's like told me like later, he's like, I, he's like, why are they talk about tuning drums? I just want to know if you could play the drums. I don't give a crap if <laughs> you can tune your own drums. Right. He was he was like the impression that they gave you, you were like you're pretty in, like almost like incompetent at drumming. And when you started playing, I was like very happy to hear <laughs> they're playing. So I was like, yes, Chad Blake thinks I'm good. Um. But yeah, we we were we were there, and he was up. Like every night, man, like going over, like like just like lamenting over every lyric he was putting in there, like like writing them, rewriting them, like just the final product of the lyrics was like, right. he was going nuts, man. I'd never seen it. I mean, he was up till three or four in the morning, like writing lyrics after we've recording all day. Dable he force. takes he takes them very seriously, and right. and but it shows. I mean, that's right. a huge strength of his,
0: definitely it's was that before that was like when they were recorded and then reviewing them to re-record them or was that just when like the main tracks were recorded the main tracks were being oh, recorded okay. like he was like rewriting lyrics at the last second like he was Fuck. like to make them like as like as good as they
1: could be right you know he he's already oh if you have he's he's quite a wordsmith and he's his vocabulary is very very strong right but he was like. He was like really, really like lamenting over like every single word that was written and like what story he wanted to tell, like what he like how the wordplay stuff. And some of the stuff came up came out significantly different than the way we were playing.
0: Yeah. With the sure. work he had in there. What any song in particular that really like shifted from pre-recording uh, to post? I felt good about it. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. CIA. He added some things in there. Um. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to remember, I, like which one's which. But like, it's so that was so long ago. Like I, can't, I, I'm, I have like one in my brain. I can't. I can't even figure out which one it is at this point. But he was like, I remember coming into his room at one point, like walking by.
2: Yeah.
1: Three in the morning because I was still awake, and I'm like, dude, you're still awake. Yeah. He's got his notebook and everything's crossed out. Oh, and I'm fuck. like, what are you doing now? He's like, I'm. It's like, I'm rewriting the lyrics. <laughs> like rewriting the lyrics. We've been touring on these songs for months. You're rewriting the lyrics now. You're recording it tomorrow at 9 a.m. <laughs> rewriting the rewriting the lyrics. Think they
0: can be better. Damn, that's amazing. You know? Yeah, but that, yeah, that, that wasn't that. Ethic. it's amazing. Yeah, I, I imagine like something like Wicker Plane that was on that one, right? There's a lot. That's a story.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that one changed a lot though from the beginning.
0: Yeah. That's because that, that, that even in that one, like everything fits and it fits in like the most like Chad way and like hits and it's in the pocket, but I can't imagine it started like that.
1: No. Dude, every single word, every single word, I'm sure, you know, it's like it's, it's it was planned out. It's just. um, Was it it's, like, it's masterful?
0: Was it like that with the following few records or did you notice like they came more ready or something? I don't think so. I just, yeah. we, we recorded them in Boston though. So I didn't, um, Oh, so you weren't seeing I didn't see him yeah.
1: at three in the morning doing it, but I'm, I'm positive. He did it. Damn. That's, you know, that's cool.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: You know, cause cause a lot of times like he's taking the track and like, you don't even get to the, to hear the lyrics till, you know, post. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like trying to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He'll, he would do some of them. He would do on his own. It's because the vocals you do last.
0: Right. Yeah, and you necessarily don't have to be there for that once your tracks are down. You know, watching someone try to get nail harmony for a couple hours yeah. is as exciting as not, you know what I mean? Like Actually one when,
1: when Chad was so we Chad Blake, dude. We recorded in Gabriel Studio for all the like all the instruments, and then we ended up going to record in um, up where Chad Blake had a spot for like the vocals. Right. And I was there the first or second day and he had this like this (laughs) this this, this, like uh bench press and i was doing it and i somehow like like was putting it back down and like missed like the thing (gasps) and like the weight slid off on one side and like slammed on the ground this is like it was like it was like a little loft i was in yeah and and the other side had the weight on it so like it like that went down to the ground and the side with the weight was the weight not on it went would fly out of my hand and almost pranked like one of his like amps and guitars oh, shit. And i was like holy shit yeah holy shit why is and this it, here and it's like what like, oh, was that was that was that <laughs> like, I was, like they're down recording and i'm like yeah maybe i shouldn't like be here <laughs> like the whole time they're recording vocals <laughs> I'll go wait outside. Maybe I won't, it'll just kind of pop in, you know, but cause we were in, we were in England. So I, I didn't fly home, but right. right, Dude, I just meant. I mean, that could have been,
0: that could have been bad.
1: Catastrophic, you know, like I could
0: have more than some drum cases.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think he had this like Dan electro guitar I guess oh, was this really old. Cheap... Yeah. Yeah. And they're really cheap at the time. Right. So they're and hard to find quick. now. And they're, yeah, super expensive, and he's like, "This is like my favorite guitar," <laughs> sure and like, it
0: is. it's next to the twenty pound weight. <laughs> yeah, my my
1: dad like, does he even not play guitar, was like, I had one of those.
0: Yeah, I think they were like a Sears Sears like type catalog thing, like a because the bodies were like plastic. And yeah, he's like he's like they were basically like
1: the gig maker, you know, like he like the right. cheapy little things that you. And Chad was telling us his favorite guitar, and it was like it's like the best dude that. That, like, barbell, that bar came, like, within millimeters from smashing that thing. Oh,
3: fuck.
1: I was like, oh, my God. Could you imagine that? If I smashed Chad Blake's thing? Yeah, that was, like, that was, that was, but everything was cool. Everything was cool. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't, That's like. another
0: but it, story that should be in perspectives, too, man. Did I, not, did I not put that in there? No, I don't think that was
1: in there. You know, I think, I think some of the stuff I'm telling you right now is like maybe like <sighs> 10 years, like later, like I'm not in the industry anymore. And like, I don't, I'm not worried that I like oh, okay. if yeah. found out right, right, that like right. I almost broke his Dan Electro at right. that point. I would
0: probably like, I am not gonna can tell chap, like I broke those bros down. I, I want to record with him again, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Fair enough. No, that makes a good point. That makes a good point. You never know where things go and so much of this stuff, you know, is <laughs> especially in the heat of it. Like, and like, I don't know, but, um. Yeah, fuck. totally, totally. Fuck. Damn, that's bonkers. But yeah, What it's a crazy, cra- crazy experience, especially post, like, when you've recorded before, like, what was the experience like from, like, recording with, like, some of your college bands to recording... Like, oh, dude, and, kidding me? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, were you playing to a click before being in this studio? Because for a drummer, no. they played... Oh, fuck. So they played to a click for the first time in this heavy of a situation... It like, super stressful.
1: We didn't play to a click on Year of the Crow. Oh, no shit. He okay. would, his, Chad Blake does not like clicks. Okay, cool. So the first time I played a click was Let It Go.
0: Okay. And by and that- uh, and, Yeah, did, wait, did I play for a click with that one? I don't
1: even know if I played a click with that. Okay, shit. Maybe... I don't know, actually, because Dom who so we recorded year uh no what was it It was let it go with dom monks who was working with chad blake we met him from working with he was like the engineer like he was like probably 23 or 24 or something yeah work with chad blake he was the guy who was just like his right hand man
2: okay cool
1: and eventually we i think he did sound for us yeah, he did some sound, live sound for us when we were record when we toured in Europe, and then he recorded, he de- engineered our record, our the next record.
0: Gotcha. So I don't even know if he maybe played to a click. Damn, cause that as far as like doing harmonies and shit, that can make your life way easier. <laughs> Everything's to a click. Fuck.
1: Oh yeah, right. it, 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 that's, we definitely played the last record. I think there was click. There was some clickage there, a lot of clickage, because it got Craig Welsh like clicks. Okay. Uh, and that made it easier to know if I was like doing all right,
0: right, as opposed to just but, doing millions of takes <laughs> until it was pocket. Yeah, we didn't have time to do a lot of takes with
1: Chad Blake. I mean, because right. we were playing a lot for the studio, and like Chad Blake wouldn't would would work from like eleven a.m. to nine p.m. He wouldn't he wouldn't like go over, like he was he was like good enough, you know, where he's like, dude, this is what I do, like even eleven tonight, he's like, I'm stretching it for you guys, you know.
0: That is that so. Would- that's a long day when you think about it, you know what I mean? But like, especially for someone of that velocity, you know what I mean? Like, or that tier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So we, so I remember like getting in there and like stick clicking, I would stick click like, like, like probably like eight stick clicks or something, you know, instead of like, instead of like, four and i now i would i would like kind of like be sitting there and i would i would be like i would just get in the zone i'd be like i'd be like nodding my head to the beat like to the to the tempo i wanted i was like trying to really get in the zone because i knew that like it was going to be a complete take right because i couldn't
0: you can't really start cutting and pasting a lot of things not when you're not to a click and when you you know i mean and when you're trying to like when you're trying just to knock it out like at that point it almost seems even though it's a whole songs worth of a take, right? You'd have yeah. to just redo it. It was like this is
1: it, dude. Like we got to get these these things. And I mean, that's it had such more of that raw feel.
0: Right. That that that's what's so cool about that record. <laughs> like, right. That's why a lot of people were like, "These guys suck now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> no man, that record's the shit. That record is it bounces everywhere. Like it hits the like. I'm trying to think of... there's that one like a. Uh, about the guy coming in on the boat it's like, this weird rhythm. Oh, yeah, Benjamin be- Yes. And, like, and then there's, like, at the very end, Fall of American Empire has got, like, all these horns and shit. And oh, Guantanamo yeah. comes kicking in with, like, this fucking heavy shit. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And then there's a lot of, like, uh, the ska, punk, uh, like, ska punk stuff with, um... uh something with no names. Why can't I think of the song? Um, uh, oh, yeah. The Thieves, oh, yeah, but- uh... The Gang of Thieves, not Gang of Thieves. There was a one that was that was, that was on there too. yeah, that was on there too, but that was like, was it or no, wait, was that Let It Go? No, wait, no, Gang of Thieves was on that one, it was right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, and CIA. Like, that record kicks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's a lot, there's a lot of energy on that record, right? So, like, recording that record, like, before he saw, like, I need I was like, I was like, I gotta get in like this, this zone, like, I need I wanted to, like portray the energy that our live energy into that record like i really want i really that's what i where my head was at i want and i think and chad blake was really encouraging of that you know he wanted he would he would basically we would end up with two drum takes at the end of a song
2: right
1: he would say this song this drum take is kind of like you know straight down the middle like the fastball kind of thing and this drum take is dangerous this is the dangerous take you know what I mean? Like, it, right. it's kind of like, it's almost like falling off the rails, but it's not. And, like, and it was interesting to see which ones he was, like, he would recommend to take the Dangerous Take over the, you know, the Safer Take, and which or which ones Chad would choose, right. you know, to take the Dangerous Take over the the Safer Take.
0: Did, was there, like, a, did you notice, like, a weird pattern with it? Was it, like, more of the upbeat songs or in the Danger Zone, per se, or, mm-hmm. like... I think they. I think all of them had some in the danger zone. Dave, <laughs> let's be honest, dude. You know it's always going to be one
1: take. That's that. a little. that's a little bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> when you got me, <laughs> you tell me to record a song four times. Take right. four or five takes. You know, there's going to be right. one, one of them that's going to be, you know, pushing the pushing the limits.
0: Right. Well, that's kind of. It's kind of like that. Was it that um, acceptance of like going through the stages of grief? The stages of is this the take? This one's gonna be good. This one, I, I yeah. don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's like stages of takes <laughs> that yes. line up with that. But wow, what a cool, yeah. what a bonkers first like studio like real deal experience to go from like home recording or small <laughs> to like this boom drum case loaded fucking real deal. <laughs> yeah, and he liked
1: to he liked to try to get the the other the guitars and the bass takes from that were with the live take
0: okay so you'd go and demo it then roll yeah okay
1: and then kind of roll and then roll and then would like do it and like he would he would try to like partition off like chat and chuck were playing with me you know just to, to get the energy and he would and he he would try he would he ideally you know he wanted that like that band feel you know he was an old school guy you know yeah. he 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 was recording when like that was the rolling stones you know like recorded like that's what they did, right? You know, they had like three microphones on the drums or Led Zeppelin. They had right. like a three or four microphone system and they, and they took these like crazy drum takes. And a lot of the guys would be like, we playing with them. And then, you know, if you could take, if you use the take that was with the drum, why not? Like you're right. playing, that's a live
0: take. It's, it's inter- that whole, like, um, to the click thing, the perfection that music has now like it's it's really interesting cuz like a lot of those records that are so impactful don't have that. You know what I mean? Not like most classic rock records aren't playing to a click. They speed no. up and slow down, but you don't notice that cuz you're you're riding it, you know. And like, Right. It's and I don't know if that's just kind of like the medium of how like music's put out now. You know, what I mean, music's put out in this like really I mean, sure you can speak way more on it than I can, but like it seems to be very single-based, everything's perfect. You know what I mean? It's going through this digital platform that's fed to your taste. And, like, so much of, like, there, like we were saying before, so many people are putting stuff out. And, like, if it isn't perfect, it's not even going to be heard remotely in the same tier of what the, the mainstream of stuff that's being dished out. Like, and it makes sense why so many stuff is quantized and auto-tuned because you can't worry about that there's so much other shit that's got to come post that recording of it that has to be right. perfect yeah
1: i mean i i remember watching dave grohl talk about recording never mind right. and butch vig suggested to put a click track to lithium and he said when you're a drummer and someone tells you you should play to a click track it's like taking a broken drumstick and like slamming it through your heart right. you know I and mean? I'm just stabbing you in the heart and being like <laughs> you know good. it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like an insult, it's an insult you know to, for a drummer to say they need to play with the click and that's what he was thinking in the in the early 90s now it's like assumed you like can you play to a click right like that's right. a skill right. like you, to play to the click like you should like that's what they what we want you play to a click yeah, but uh,
0: that's it's crazy, um, it's, it's, it's a weird mind like even kind of speaking on the stones, their drummer is like a fucking metronome, he doesn't do shit that's really flashy, yeah. but he's in the pocket and it probably comes from years of recording, like how he did having to lay it down so everyone can play around.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is totally like that. I was like, did who record that, Ethan Johns or something like that? Is that the guy who did it, um, I think that like the guy Dom had worked with him too at one point that recorded us oh, work okay. with these like, super like, you know, like great producers. Um, but yeah, he said that like, that's what they did. And, and he, and he kind of took that though. When he, when he produced that, you know, it was like, he, he wanted to get us all playing at the same time. Like he wanted to preserve that kind of feel. Right. He was, so a lot of the state radio stuff that we had done after like here are the crow. Uh, um, Us Against the Crown was more trying to be the organic, you know, the touring band kind of sound. Right. The energy, high energy level, and I, I guess it, it didn't like translate as well. I don't think to some people who liked the more, um, produced kind of reggae-ish sounding stuff on Us Against the Crown, and that's I think, and coming from Dispatch to that, Us Against the Crown that sounded more like what you'd want to hear than. you come from dispatch and you hear you're the crow
0: right that's a and b and like that really defies the difference because like even i think there was like a a reunion show in between or something and they did some stuff off um uh us against the crowd like like a right um and it fits in that repertoire because the guy writing it isn't you know that's part of his uh his expression is that medium and like right but it, but that I don't know. That's uh, it makes sense that. But it's so much more definitive of what's to come later,
1: you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Us Against the Crown was recorded over a long period of time. But I know that they some of the tracks, the guy, the Maroon Five, actually Matt Flynn, I think, the guy who drums with Maroon Five, just some drumming on Us oh, Against no the Crown. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, it's kind of like a slick, a much slicker sound, you know. Right.
0: Right. It's yeah. probably
1: clicked and nice and packaged
0: smooth um, which is a skill you know it's a skill to do that it's it's just a different thing yeah you know and like yep. it, i'd imagine that that record was chunked together more over a longer period of time than this record or you know uh, uh, you're the crow being slammed together in the moment the pressure <laughs> like the timing and like with yeah the the actual band that's doing it and developing it
1: yeah different people record i know craig welsh who did our last record at some uh us against the crown tracks i think um yeah it was like it was like pieced together right different different studios different players uh, but it all sounds more like it's coming from that dispatch era to me at least i don't know
0: well that makes sense that makes sense like even like um man in the hall right it's got that like weird beatboxy like um intro right like yeah on the record but live it was completely different um and and that record was
1: where a lot of those songs were the first tryout when he was playing though like we play write me up for me and i'm like dude this ain't rage like you know what i mean like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, so like yeah. those were the tunes he was playing me and i'm like dude you told me you wanted to be like rage and tool like what what are you talking about <laughs> or you know
0: so like Uh, You guys, I mean, there was that whole, like, Dave Matthews, like, chain of shows, right? Was that before Year of the Crow was recorded or post?
1: I think it was post.
0: Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely post Year
1: of the Crow recorded.
0: Because now that I think about it, like, well, first of all, that, how was that as far as, like, opening for those guys? Was that cool? Amazing. Right? Were they cool? Like, I don't, like. Totally cool. They didn't put, like, like, poo-poo on. (laughs) Dude. it, I, I was, Dave Matthews, came
1: before each show, right? And like introduce the opening band. Oh yeah, that's right. There's the story. Yeah, yeah. Which is like who does that? Like if if I was him, I would would be nowhere near the stage at four forty five or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Or right. Six right. o'clock. Or whatever the, I don't know. Four forty five. But. Um, you know, like 6.45 or whenever it was before, like, the opening band goes on to, like, play for, like, six songs to, like, you know, one-tenth of the venue, you know? Right. He'd go out there, and he'd he'd, he'd spend time with us, talk to us, and um, for a couple minutes, and then go introduce us. And I'm, like, super, super friendly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, And he's just, like, just joking around with us like you know how he was on like snl or like you know the late night shows and he seems kind of quirky and kind of funny right that's exactly how he is like he's he's like yeah like he was talking about like something like 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 having civil like she said something about like if if we like if we're not on time she like sticks her, her boot up our ass or something He's like, oh how do I get a boot how do I get that boot up my ass or something? You know, <laughs> like, he's like, like he just like you said something like that. I'm like, dude, he's just like a cruise is like like a shoot the shit kind of guy, you know? Right. Um I remember he was talking about how he had like a throat lozenger in he, he said like you yeah, know I'm sucking on this lozenger. He's like, isn't that a weird word like suck or something like that? And he's like, sounds funny. And then he's like, Okay, here's a band that doesn't suck. Like that was how he like, got out of it when he was introducing us. I remember like walking on stage and being like, "Dude, you nailed it!" And he was like, mm. "He's like, he's like, yeah, right. he's like, he's like, dude, I barely got out of that one." You know, like he was just like a, a guy like you felt like he was your friend like immediately, which is amazing for a, a person who is that, you know, that right. famous, right, and that
0: influential. That's um, that's cool. That's cool because usually you don't see that. You know, I mean, maybe it's a Dave thing. Like Dave Grohl seems cool too. Like, yeah. it seems like you're getting the the person they're putting on. Um, <laughs> yes. So Dave Grohl, he well, this guy drove us around
1: in England. Had, had met Dave Grohl. He said he said Dave Grohl is like a regular guy. That's cool. Sam Smith, he's like a regular guy. He's a cool guy.
0: Did you ever uh, you guys ever cross paths with the uh, the Foo Fighters? Besides, like I remember, you did write about something in the book about seeing a show. Um, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, dude, like you know, yeah. Dave Grohl is
1: like my this shit. man. Right. Uh, but no, i i never met Dave Grohl. I Yet. wish.
0: Perspective part three. Come on. Part three, baby. Part three.
1: <laughs> um, but I have this idea of, like, I want to record, like, these old, like, a B-side Nirvana tracks.
2: Yeah.
1: I want Chuck to do that with me. that Instead he, yeah, yeah, but he was like, he's like, maybe we should do remote players club stuff. And I was like, but I want to do this old B-side Nirvana project, though. He's like, yeah, we could do that, too. <laughs> do um, move. That'd be rad i know i know but he he so he was basically like yeah the nirvana thing like why don't you spearhead that and you you could play some guitar on it and, and like but i wanted what i wanted to do was just play a drum track and have him do all the instruments and all the singing <laughs> so like he kind of he kind of like caught on to my like lazy ways <laughs> he's like oh wait and i gotta do it. yeah why?
3: yeah I gotta, do
1: that. I, I gotta do it now myself <laughs> um, but dave matthews back to him back just real quick like so the crew, um, actually the drum tech gave Carter's drum tech cake when I, I walked on stage and my, my stick bag, like, like a couple of sticks fell into my bag. Cause it was kind of, it was just broken and kind of old. He actually, the next day he gave me one of Carter's old stick bags. Oh, shit. Sick. Just like, which was, which was like much better than my one that I had, you know, even though it was old and, and. He's like, he's just this is this we're just gonna toss this anyway, you know, like this is an old thing. He just gave it to me. And I was and I'm like I was talking to another people on the crew and and he's like they had like, you know, they had catering and all amazing stuff, like be what and and one of the guys saying, like, the guy who's been on this crew like the least amount of time is like ten or fifteen years. He's like, Once you get on this, like you realize how like great of an employer Dave is, like no one leaves this gig. Damn because he so nice, and he's and he treats everyone so well, and he gives everyone, you know, you know, like he respects everybody, and I'm and I'm like, dude, you never hear that when you get into like into like the like the the bowels of you know like right. an operation, you know what I mean? Like, but everyone that I talked to there
0: only had good things to say. That's amazing. It re- like because even when you go to the venue and you talk to the sound guy, they're like, oh fuck, these guys are getting like. That, yeah, that the be able to run a ship like his show, like that's a pretty like just talking what state radio needed to keep going, right? And Dave Matthews yeah. like set up as a way big, it's a bigger band, you know what I mean, like way big, yeah. So that's that, to be able to keep that much of a cool collective and that your crew that happy that that says a lot about the person.
1: I don't know if this is true. But I, I'm wondering. I think he took like a year off. At one point, I, I think that I caught wind that he like paid everybody though for that Damn. year or something. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but like that would that's like the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that wouldn't surprise me if that was true, based right. on what the people were telling me um, what it was like to be to be on that team. Um, I, it, it can't hurt to have like that kind of rumor budget, <laughs> you know? The ru- right. Rumor, either. yeah. I heard heard that got a rumor. Yeah. So like, yeah. If it didn't happen, then let's pretend it did but to have the the budget you know like he's playing big venues and making making decent money i mean i guess he just didn't really care about sharing like he was just generous you know like he just share it um i'm sure that he got enough for himself in you know what i mean it wasn't like it was like sharing it probably and like going hungry but um still you know like if you're the guy writing those tunes and everyone's telling you that you're the guy you know, like no right. one else is going to have is going to would be anywhere without you, which a lot of the times in this industry, it's true. Right. You know, like probably hard to keep an even keel. i be like, yeah, well, you know, what, but I want I want the from everyone down to like the people loading in the gear, setting up the stage, cooking the food to be happy.
0: Right. Right. You, you know, that's that's hard to keep that balanced in like like how you're saying, be constantly fed that you're the shit. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, because it could be like, well, we could get away with paying this
0: guy this much,
1: and he'd definitely still do it.
2: Right. You know, right. That, that's the truth. Yeah.
1: At the end of the day. Because it was like, when, when State Radio would like a saying, it was saying, like, this is where we're at with you guys, you know, you could either take it or leave it. It's like, there's a million other people who would play with Chad. Right. Fuck. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Of course. Of course yeah. there is. You know, of course right, there is. Right, right. It's not the- like I'm going to go out and like play play in front of as many people if I'm not playing with them, you yeah. know? Like, it's just it's just a fact. Right. So and you the, have people around you telling you that all the time, like it, it's pretty hard to keep an even head, I think.
0: Right. Well and it's just yeah, no, that that definitely in the it's kinda like how you were talking about being on tour and playing these big shows, everyone has the perception that you're killing it. You know, right. on all ends. But really it's just that kind of social construct or that almost like what you see on social media, a false like a false kind of truth. Like that is true. We are playing this venue. We did sell that out. That's great. But still, you know what I mean? I'm still <laughs> um, eating McDonald's because I don't want to pay too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and not that, like, so that it's an interesting, interesting dynamic.
1: And the other thing about it is, you know, you don't realize, but your life doesn't stop. You know, you're still a human being on the road. Right. So, like, if you have a conversation with your girlfriend 10 minutes before you go on the stage and, like, it's getting crappy. Oh, yeah. You know, like you gotta hang. I get to those things, you hang up, and you're you're like you're out there playing, and you're like, you know, in the mind, like, oh my god, i screaming, you know, like this. Right. It's, it's like this, this stuff happens, you know. You're, you're <laughs> like, life doesn't stop. There's still like you still have relationships and things that you're trying to foster, you know, from afar, and that's very difficult. Any anyone that's on the road had, it's difficult to keep a marriage together. Right. Those guys on the road, like the kids are, you know, you're missing your kids' recitals, you know, when you're playing, you're missing birthdays, you you know. Yeah. Uh, still have, like, this, all the things that you take for granted that you are not working when people are working, and you're, but you're working when people are not working. So right. when, when they're being entertained and, and in the most, like, free form of their life, they're seeing you doing Hostile. something. They're you're assuming that, like, oh, you're, like, this is great. Like you just get to live like in this world of like free time and like entertainment and pleasure and like, and, and make a ton of money. And like you haven't made. Right. it's like, well, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of these musicians, they get divorced, you know, like it's not, it's difficult to keep, keep a marriage together. Like keep your kids
0: happy. Uh, It's, 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 it's tough,
1: man. It's not an
0: easy job. no, and it, well, it, it, those other joys are now, you know, what you would have normal joys enjoy. Like that's, that's put in a different, a different spot. You know what I mean? Like you can't really, I don't know. Like, do you think you'd be able to pull off family life now living that type of thing? Oh, dude, I can barely,
1: <laughs> I like, I, it's tax season right now. I'm working Saturdays and that's, and that's tough yeah. on my wife to like, she works all week and then she has to watch the kids all, you know, the Saturday, whole day. Right. And they're like, you know, they're they're madmen right now. Three and five, right. we're in a right. pandemic. Right. We're like going out and like taking them all these different places, you know. You just, it's just, and I'm just at the office. You know, I feel like I'm on, I'm like on vacation at the office. You know, doing work. <laughs> so it's uh,
0: right, well, yeah, look I, at that. I
1: kept being gone for weeks at a time.
0: Right, damn, yeah, no, so that that would so in with what you have going now, it would have been like near very difficult <laughs> like, yeah if, like yeah, millions, yeah if i came back with millions came back with millions of dollars
1: i think that might solve a couple of issues sure, you know but right.
0: uh, if, I, if i came back with with 20 grand a year it would be, it wouldn't be good right what's <laughs> what's the gig you got going now i didn't we didn't uh, address that later
1: oh, i do i do like financial advising oh okay uh, that's cool. right and uh, taxes accounting stuff nice uh, cuz
0: like in the book you got the whole, like, uh, um, um, the ta- like the Zen philosophy of, like, uh, investments. And I'm like, damn, you should write a book on this because this.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, the trading, the the trading, the day right. trading.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of it is, too. It's like going through, like, you know, what people, the risk tolerance is and what their goals are and what they're willing to kind of, you know, how long the time horizon they have, what, what they're willing to risk percentage-wise and then kind of trying to, Give them ideas, and you know, based on someone who's in the industry every day, this is what's available to you. Based on this, based on what I'm hearing, Did any of these sound good to you? So, you know, giving someone just a like kind of a, a broader palette, and then being able to manage the the emotion of it all,
0: right? Because that, yeah, that's a it's someone's money, and you're putting it in someone. You're putting it in the thing. It's like putting the bill together. Like this is a local band; they might draw enough to fill the show, they might not. It's like
1: kind exactly. Of like, yeah a little bit this is a riskier this is a riskier play right here right but this is going to cost you more money or it's going to cost you time like in order to get this return you gotta you gotta you know you can't get your money for a couple years or something um unless you want to risk it it's you know it's the whole going through the landscape and getting to know people and what their hopes are and what their expenses are and um you know, what, what, well, if you do this, we could, we could help you with taxes. You know, this would help you in your tax situation. I do tax returns, life insurance, damn, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, as a yeah, yeah. small business guy, you got to know kind of how it all fits together or, or you're, you know, there's a lot of competition. Right. Damn. So you get to kind of know a, a little bit of everything, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that but that um, kind of goes in with the, the whole music thing, yeah, I gotta learn the the whole ropes of that too. So you're coming and it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a similar field in a way of like having to learn all this shit to do the 2%, right? They go back to the full service thing of maybe 2% of the time you're gonna double up what you put in. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, it's uh I don't know financially if that makes sense, but musically, <laughs> it does, it all fits together, you
1: know, it's like, and and, and you.
0: With, with with different people too, you need to
1: relate it to them. Like you can't just give them a financial term or, right. or this is you know a percentage or you know, some people are like, Okay, well in your life like this is what you're looking to do. So like if you took this path, this is how I see like you know, the analogy being to make it make sense to you. Right. And right. I think that's like kind of like the role of what I try to do is 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 relate to the person and, and give them guidance for them to ultimately ultimately make the decision that they want to make. Right. As opposed to a managed, like a wealth manager that just says, give me the money. I'll make you money. You know, you, I don't want you to have input where my structure is more of like, you know, I, am the guy you, 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 you always call me. You can always text me. You can, you know, you could come to me. I want to get to know you and kind of help you guide yourself. So you're more of an active participant in the process. Right. Uh, so Taylor is
0: supposed to just take over.
1: Right. Right. I mean, some people are like, yeah, dude, I dude, I don't want to be involved in that. You know, it's too, some people, you know, it's the right fit for them. Right. So that's kind of how I structured my, the, the finance stuff and accounting stuff. Um, my dad's a, a, an accountant. He's been an accountant for years and he had like the tax practice going and bookkeeping and consulting. And, uh, a little spot to get more into the financial advising stuff. And I was kind of day trading on the road and it was a natural progression for me to kind of take that and kind of take the reins of that building that division of the company. Right. So then I, I've kind of built that now um, to, to where I'm working with, you know, more, more clients and I've, I'm still doing, I'm learning more about as I'm doing that, I'm learning more about taxes and I've, I've, I've done tax returns for a long time now. And uh, you start to build like different skills, you know. Right,
0: right. Well, that's a whole other you. field, right? And like a lot of that is learning the bureaucracy of like how those, like how how those systems work, and being able right. to move everything in the right way. And like, like how you said, help out what the person's actual goal is, knowing the map to it. That's that's pretty badass, man. That's
1: yeah, nice. I mean that's that's like that's like the structure of the of, of this particular company, right? And I've worked at bigger companies where it's just like we just do this, and we just have like the big name, and this is what we do. Right.
0: That's um, going back to the, the, the DIY, the punk rocker out. Yeah, yeah, it's punk rocker. Except I just actually
1: switched over to using Charles Schwab as the as the brokerage account um, where I hold most of the assets. So so people who now and I was with a broker-dealer before, and it was like, you know, it was Pershing, and I'd have to make all the trades for him and all that stuff. Now it's more of a personalized kind of thing where, like, you can kind of go in and, and you get the app on your phone, and you kind of use the Schwab platform, but you have access to, the, to different technology that's, like, unique to my firm. Um, so trying to, like, get, like, a hybrid going, you know, where people, like, can have access to all of the tools that they'd want if they did go with the brand name right right but you still have you know the punk rock end of it where it's like the person's you know like trying to go like really paying attention to what you exactly are doing. the diy you know like yeah. it's like what exactly do you like i, I get that you know you you want to make money but like what's the end goal like it's not, it's not it's not like tangible, like, yeah, you want to make money, but if you're spending way more money than you're making, like, you're not going to be in any good spot, right? Right, right. You
0: got to be realistic so, about it.
1: Yeah, it's like, so you, so you really need to, I feel like you really need to know the person, and a lot of these robo-advisors or, like, these these cheap platforms, they're great for, like, execution, but they're not really getting to the heart of, you know, what what, like, the human experience is and what, like, you're really feeling when you're, when you're, trying to balance your expenses versus, you know, or like, when should I retire? Right. You can have like a generic one size fits all program that like is on one of these robo platforms, but like this is going to be, it's going to be very generic. It's not, you know, just by nature, it's not going to be able to really get into what a human being can, can like listen to what you, what you're saying and, and then interpret it in the way that like, okay, that's what you're saying. But if you wrote that down, to like a robo advisor, they might they'll interpret it in a different way because you're not like diving deep with the person.
0: Yeah. Well, no, that makes it's like like looking at some of the robo like the kind of like apps like what like like Robinhood and yeah, yeah, and of then of those
1: thing. are right, and those are Even great. That's more so,
0: investing. Or in stocks yeah, but and like stuff.
1: Schwab Schwab is, has Robinhood totally upset the the um, the landscape, right? And right, with and the, you could GameStop. GameStop was insane, and um, they also do uh, do share slices. You get like certain little percentages of shares. Schwab does that now too. You know, like I think that that stuff is great, and I think everyone should should be able to have access to that kind of trading and that those kind of platforms as well. I don't think it's like where oh I know best because I'm the advisor and I won't I don't allow you know you give it to me and I deal with it you know like I think I'm I'm that doesn't scare me. You know, like, like I'm all for the, the FinTech and the technology and like people trading on their own. And that's, that's great. But like, if you, if you want some like a human being who's in, you know, the industry to talk to you about your goals and like your fears and your emotions, you know, like you're saying, I've read about like the trading, like the emotions of trading and like the emotions around money and like, and actually come up with a concrete retirement plan or, or a plan to, to achieve that goal. As well as, like, what kind of insurance should I get? Or, like, right. how would this affect the taxes? Or I could, you know, like maybe I could save you some money doing your taxes too. You know, that's where you kind of provide the value because how can you compete with like Robinhood going out with free trades and, you right. know, like, app on your phone? Like, you need, you know, like, yeah. not, I don't want to compete with that, man. Like, I'll, I'll give you all that too. You know, you can, you can, you can make your trades on the Schwab platform. And, but, you know, if you want like some, advice from someone you know who's trying to understand you and the emotions behind it and the goals and what right. else could be helpful for you and your family set up a 529 plan for your kids right you or know it's a person so it's,
0: that knows the road of it and like like you're saying so many of those things play into each other and it's hard yeah to and you
1: try. just you just seen it you know like right. like you you might not know it because you you don't do this every day and that's right. all it is it's not like i'm smarter than anybody else and or you know better than right you know what i mean you're like you that's why I want you to tell you and you to make the decision because you know better than me. You're right. It's your,
0: not mine. Like it, like it's it's kind of in a, a weird analogy of it. Like with how many people can record now and learn to record yeah. and make their own records. Well, do you want to put that time and money into learning to do that yourself and not as much time in making a good song? You know what I mean. The song the best it can be, where you can go with someone who can record it and like right. show you what you have. Okay, you can go with this take or the danger take (laughs) right and also be like how do you want it to sound i want to help
1: you make it sound like you want it to sound it's not going to be like i recorded the song maybe i'd want it to be mixed and mastered like this but like i'm not the one it's not my song at the end of the day right
0: right yeah no it's like i i i personally wouldn't put a you know a bullet mic on it but maybe that's how you want your harmonies they're like yeah, <laughs> or, Kanye. Maybe I wouldn't make those 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 harmonies so high up. That's pretty squeaky, kind of chipmunk. like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's your song. You like?
1: Do you like the chipmunk? So you bring, You do, put do, the chipmunk do, do, in it. Yeah, do, do. exactly. The, <laughs> the funny thing though is like is is with the stock market. Like you can't predict it though, right? Like right. I wrote about. Like you can't predict where it's gonna go. Like you might. You get guys kind of telling you these things. It's like they don't know. They right. really don't
0: know yeah that's crazy that's a crazy thing right well i mean you don't know who's gonna how that show's gonna go in kentucky either you know what i mean right it'll be the best show you ever played right that's a, oh that's that's awesome though that's because like it, it's cool like kind of to jump back like when you were doing day trades like how were you doing it then were you using some type of online platform to do that or were you just just three yeah your, yeah okay i was doing
1: like yeah infinity futures was one of them um and I would just I would trade the futures right. market. Um, kind of get the methods in there. But I would I would have that day, you know, it'd be uh, the day was free and when we were on the bus, there was the internet on the bus. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I would I'd be you know, I'd be cranking out trades and working on methods and uh dude I I loved I mean it was fun. It was, really, it was fun for me. So it seems it could pass the time.
0: Right and like it's something you got to think out strategize and when you have the time to do that you know
1: that's the, that's the greatest thing about about it all right you know like when you're being creative or trying to like is having the time to like taking the time to kind of think about it and and having that time to to do that And that was a good thing about being on the road as a musician too so you did have a lot of time cuz you were you were like you're kind of trapped right, <laughs> you know what i mean
0: right you- It'd be more costly to go somewhere else and like it, it at this point you're here, make the most of what you got. Like we're hanging out in the Walmart parking lot until tomorrow, like or whatever. Yeah.
1: You're literally driving, you know, like you yeah. can't you, like, you right. can't get out. You know, like you, you like, we only stop every two hours. You got that poop in your butt, you hold it. You know? Right. Um you know, it's just like all right,
0: cool. I got some time on my hands. Let me what am I gonna do? You know, right. Right. Well, then, what better way to like take the little you're making and try to make the most of it? <laughs> right. Right. And, and you know what though, like, like that puts you in a
1: headspace space though, because you're going to lose trades too. So you're like right. losing money you don't have. And, um, when you win, it's just like, it's so great. But like you, the emotions that you go through because, and I think it helped me a lot as an advisor because, a lot of advisors, I think, you know, this is, this is the way it is. This is, this is the, this is the method. This is, you know, just give it and we'll do it. It's like, well, there's a lot of emotions that go into, you know, someone,
0: right. Well, you know, when their is, money and right. yeah. It, so much time is put into that. You know what I mean? Like so much time right. is put into that money and like, yeah, to making it, to accumulating
1: it. And, 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 Lord knows, you know, I
0: know how hard it is
1: to accumulate money, you know, right. like right. the where I couldn't accumulate money for years and it was, and I was working, you know, I was working towards it and it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough thing, man. It is. And I think that even with this pandemic, like there's a lot of people, the, the people who are already have the money, you know, have the assets being, their assets have inflated and become worth more. Right. The people who have nothing is that now it's that much harder for them to acquire assets.
0: Right. Definitely shouldn't invested in Zoom. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck. Zoom. Yeah. Got come back a little bit lately, though.
0: I don't know. Hmm. Is it a buy now? Is it a buy? What's it out now? I don't know. But I'm just saying so many people are using that platform to do everything. Schools. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's that different. definitely had to go up since the pandemic. I don't know the exact numbers.
1: Oh, it did. It went up big so I'm, time.
0: I'm just kind of dabbling in that mindset of stuff. I really, you know, I, I really haven't. So I'll probably be hitting you up for advice.
1: Yeah. Well, i'd love to talk more about did you did you, did you do any GameStop?
0: no did you grab GameStop? no I, I, when that all was going on i was doing this a uh, fundraiser for a student of mine to get a service oh, yeah. dog right i did like a week of stream concerts so i was just like awesome focused on that and like i remember me and a actually the janitor so during the day i what i do is i teach i think i told you this right um I teach at a Anything. charter school for kids with autism. I do a music program, pre-K to. Oh, senior do you high. really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my day no. job. It's oh. sick, and like. Wow, yeah.
1: My my wife works at a school with uh, kids with autism. Oh
0: no shit. Yeah, wow. she's that's the clinician cool. there. Clinician? Okay. Yeah. So like, uh, um, for like, um, in a specific field, like speech, or like, or just like.
1: She's like basically the social
0: worker that oh, deals yeah. with. Food gotcha. That deals with the uh,
1: high level like the kids are kind of getting out of control right situation right. It has to deal with the parents
0: that's a big uh, deal because parents are yeah. super super like it um are, are su- you know that's talk about handling emotions you know parents are particular and rightly so um but yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but that uh, uh and, they're, and they're under a ton of stress i mean having a non typically developing child is
1: you know it's extremely stressful situation
0: right and like it's hard to do it's hard to make the best when someone is learning to communicate or can't you know what I mean like
1: yeah oh dude if they didn't have services like they did now I mean the people with autistic kids like 50 years ago that their life must have been like you must have felt hopeless right you know right now at least you have some hope with with people like like you and my wife like working with them you know like dedicating their lives to trying to like make kids lives better and like and the parents lives better
0: right that's so cool i didn't that's awesome how'd you guys meet like is this a the girlfriend she that... played in, in chad's solo band wait what no. yeah, yeah. Wait. solo band How, wait who was she
1: say radio blew up it's uh sedge Sedji is her name
0: okay uh and she played the in... keyboard keyboard oh no shit i think i remember yeah, yeah. chatting with her at um um, fuck. And the, one of the solo tours with the uh, Buffalo, great, great white Buffalo at, uh
1: yeah, yeah. she's with white, white Buffalo. Yeah. She was on that tour.
0: Right. She's at, like pretty, in Columbus.
1: Yeah. She's like small. She's pretty sweet. Right. Right.
0: Wow. That's crazy. How would you guys meet? Yeah. That's bonkers.
1: Yeah. We just met at like a chat at a, a party when the Patriots were in the playoffs. So he played at uh, Tim Tebow and the Broncos and she was there. Right. Then she, yeah. um, she Facebook messaged me on the Facebook.
0: Uh oh, snap. Yeah, but I think and I actually I think oh, I had lost their it, number. That's a perfect that's when you use the, the the, the N O B L, right? Yeah, you know that. Yeah, she read that. She's like she gets mad about that. She's like, she's think
1: you use all those methods on me. You actually don't love me? Like <laughs> you just like keep saying these things. I'm like, did I really use those things? Did I really do those things? <laughs> she's like she's like the one thing was the bet the betting situation was not great because i remember i had like a, i did have a high thread count sheet <laughs> which is which is an nbol yeah. but like it ripped and like she actually sewed it back together because i was too cheap to
0: buy <laughs> <every> <laughs> sheet at that time oh yeah, damn that's, that's awesome well do you guys like jam is there like music going on Ah man, you know, like she she thinks that like my my music's too
1: noisy and like okay. and just aggressive, you know, like. Right. Recently, I've been trying to get her to help me, um, like more like popify my music. Right. I want to like, want to I wanted I wanted to like, I guess you get into like, so like I was so, totally true to like my Nirvana influence, you know, like I right. was like so, uh, so true to it, and um, now I wanna I wanna learn more about like keys and I, i'm not with my guitar playing it's more like i just kind of slap the chords together whichever sounds right to right me. and i think a lot of that is like i'm changing keys and doing a lot of stuff because i mean kurt did that but i think kurt knew what he was doing
0: you well, know what i mean yeah i like, know for sure this but like for, songs for me pretty- like
1: yeah, I, I like i'm doing it but i don't know
0: <laughs> you know it sounds good it works not everything like it's chromaticism it, that's how that gets that progression. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like C- Cobain, like uh, he would, he would do such
1: cool things, you know, and like right,
0: right, right, and hit home with like a key bass or something, like, and then it goes into a progression that sounds familiar, type deal. And right, like, yeah. yeah, he
1: he knew he knew like low, so. I wanted like,
0: and she's like
1: very good with like harmonies, and um, she's she's such a great musician. So ever- now that I'm kind of going towards going on that path she's like right. she's more
0: me. Okay. that's cool that's cool was she yeah. did she have her own group beforehand or just like somehow like buddied up like it somehow got hired in the solo dolo project she knew uh, chad's brother from college oh um who's playing banjo yeah will will oh, okay cool yep
1: yeah she knew chad's brother and he knew she was like she's been she was in like acapella oh, uh, shit. She she was always in bands and stuff like that growing up. Her her uh, dad was the was like the charge of the glee club at uh, Yale for years. Damn. Um, and her mom and her mom and the two sisters, like her, her aunts or her aunts, um, were in a band growing up called the Heath Sisters. And they would they would like just play a lot of the weekends, and she'd hang out with her cousins while Like they do gigs. Um, so she's been around music so much,
0: right? Wow. That's she, that's, that's yeah. so, that's blowing my mind right now, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's, um, she's, she's really, she's just a good person, I guess, more than the, than the music stuff, but she's, she's super talented musically. Was it in- and, um, I wish, I wish that I just knew like what she knew musically because I would be so much better
0: at wow. music. Right got plenty of time to learn that's fucking awesome that's so i funny. know but it, dude, you I, you gotta understand like when you're
1: when you're when i'm like her husband and i'm like right. hugging her for so much other stuff and making right, her right. know, watch the kids when i'm going like for me if, when i like ask her to like teach me something musically or like do this musically, she's just like get out of here dude you know
0: what I mean? like, i'm trying to relax
1: right, to get right. Away from yeah there, there's, there's
0: the balance oh. of that
1: I think maybe when like the kids are more grown, right, and like and like they're out on on Friday night, like hanging with their buddies, or like they're on sleepovers or something, then I can be like, all right, now
0: show me some stuff. Teach me like, about t- the minor yeah. thirds. How do those work? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, She she knows. Like she'll be like, you like hum hum
1: something. She'll be like, she'll do like a harmony. She's like, that's a third or that's a. Fifth. I'm like, how do you know that?
0: Like how did she go to school for uh, music at all, or did she go no, to school she, to work in
1: social work? She eventually went to school for social work. I don't think she did she did a master's in social work, but um damn Yeah, she didn't um no, she just she's been around music since she's been a kid. Her mom is a music teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, Her aunt Her grandmother was. She's like she just knows it's just innate. Like they would do like family like songs. They'll be like, let's do the family hymn, you know, or like hymn, this family song, and they they all have different harmony parts, and I'm like, and they just kind of like expect me to like sing along. I don't even know the words, because it's just like, well, you just pick it up, dude. You just you just jam. You just fit your voice in. I'm like, right. I don't know
0: how to do that. It's a different type of jamming, but you know that's super interesting. It's kind of like a, it's if you're born in that like, yeah, you, you hip to Victor Wooten at all? You ever check out his book? Oh yeah. The
1: music lesson, uh, right? You say he, he has a book?
0: Yeah, he's got he's got two now, but he's got a book called The Music Lesson, and there's no, this, I never read it. Oh, you gotta check it out. Um, but there's this bit in there about how music's like language, and like the reason like people don't um, learn it as quickly is because you're told you you're not good enough to talk to a professional or, or play with a professional until you get to a certain Perfect. level. But when you're learning English. You don't think of it that way. You don't, no one says, oh, you're not good enough at talking to talk to me. You just talk, you know, you're celebrated all these babbling, like when babies babble, that's celebrated as opposed to like when someone's learned to play a song, it's not as, cel- you know what I mean? So like, yeah. um, that's the, that's the analogy. If you grew up in that environment with music teachers, and cool. you, you just harmonize like the grocery list and like, fuck, how cool.
1: Yeah. That's what, what I was, was like. like Damn. It's it's, it's it's amazing like they they have the sister um, is her older sister is actually out in LA with her her husband and he does like spots for commercials um and she does like just she does a bunch of like freelance vocal gigs she was on like kids pop I think one of the kids pops like it feels <laughs> like that she just gets random gigs because she could just she could just sing anything right that's, you know
0: that's incredible
1: Damn. the the brother's a great drummer younger brother's a great drummer but he doesn't like he doesn't do it that much because it's probably like you know if if everyone's like that's what you're supposed to do you know it's almost like kind of rebelling that you don't do you know it's right right but to... he he can do all he can do everything you know what i mean he could just sit down on a drum kit and rip um he can sing you know like all, all of those kids are just like super talented
0: insane that'd be like super like I don't know, like, oh, you're the professional musician, right? And you're like, oh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know. well, yeah, that's the thing. So like, when I when I'm
1: like hanging out with them, like, I'm I'm the least professional musician, but I probably have the most touring
0: experience, you know, <laughs> so, right. and most like most real like,
1: deal. <laughs> so like most, you know, like with, with the girl that I was with for like when the, my girlfriend when I was touring, like with her family, it was like uh, this guy, you know, foreign stuff, you know, like. Right. He, uh, as a musician that's like a different breed in this family I'm like I'm like not musician enough you know I don't like right. I'm not like singing the grocery list like you said you know I'm just like I'm the least dedicated to, <laughs> to be a musician
0: that's is it like is there like a weird I mean I guess now it'd be different but like was there ever like this weird like uh, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for like um not jealousy but just kind of like timidness or like uh, fear you know kind of weird competition between like both being musicians like and like who's more competent within themselves with that no effect. no okay
1: not with us no yeah, yeah. not with i mean honestly like I, I felt like i was less of a musician pretty quickly once okay. i saw what you could do
0: uh, well when you, when you harmonize the grocery list that's pretty rad Um, yeah like it was it was it was it was pretty
1: humbling so you kind of just like don't really talk about it much like sometimes they'll bring it up to me even with their family like they might bring it up to me that they like acknowledging that like i'm like a drummer or or like a band that was a successful band but i'd never really talk about it with them because like it's like pretty obvious that they're more talented than i am, you know what i mean? So it's a uh, it's it's really remarkable. They are they're like really really well versed in like and you know, like music music stuff. Wow. Musically, yeah. It's like they know lots of theory, they know how things are put together.
0: That's awesome. Well, i mean that that's really yeah. cool too cuz like i i, I think cool. personally on some of my uh, old relationships like when uh, with uh, uh one of my ex-girlfriends who was a musician there was like this weird competition i'm like I'm, I'm, you know i mean i'm not doing anything like uh, yeah. it, i have no merit to anything and neither of us did but there she kind of made it there and it was like so that, that, i'm always merit, some merits. you, you guys you get some things going on like mm-hmm. you
1: know i i know how it, i know what you're saying um i think maybe because like at that point like i was i was like kind of like soon after we had met you know like State Radio kind of disbanded as well. Wow. And she kind of stopped being invited to play in that, in the solo band as a result of that. So it was more like going through like a, a being like broken up with almost, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your band dissolving and like my music career kind of like switching. Right. And her and like us like kind of pivoting towards like, okay, like, I guess that's just not like what our life is going to be, right? Pretty quickly after, like, so it wasn't like we couldn't, we didn't have enough time. I bet you there would have been, if I was in my early twenties or something, and I, we would, there'd definitely be some <laughs> weird, <laughs> there'd yeah. be some competition going on about Certainly. who's gonna, who's gonna make it and be more successful, and you yeah, know, yeah. definitely,
0: that's so crazy because I. I remember that 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 gig and meeting those homies in that band and being like, "Oh, that's neat," you know what I mean? But how like serendipical that you guys ended up? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I mean, a lot of things you get, you know, you get out of out of a band too that are like are intangible. You know, I met my wife through that band. And,
0: yeah, that's, um, that's even that's crazier to think of it. You know, <laughs> like, damn, like all those uh, like all those experiences and all the the, the per. The volumes of perspective <laughs> and a family. Yeah, shit, fuck. That's crazy. right. And you know, what? and and and
1: at the end of the day, meeting your wife through the band actually is a huge cost because now you get to pay for the wife and the kids. Right. So I'm very negative now <laughs> on that on the band experience. If I wasn't negative before monetarily, <laughs> you better believe now, Dave. I'm pretty. I'm pretty negative <laughs> negative negative financially but rich in love you know rich in
0: love Babu. well with that right. my friend we've been at it for a minute this has been awesome
1: yeah I'm gonna... do you have any more questions that i didn't answer though that could, I... could go through real
0: quick oh man I, I i know i can think more but i think i think that was i don't know man that was great let's uh yeah, let's huh? do a pretend sign off and then i'll tell you how i'm gonna wrap this up so Thanks. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate your time so much. Oh, before we go, like Mad Dog, you don't like that, right? How this shitty nickname like actually come to be? <laughs> right? Well, well, how did the nickname
1: come to be? Well, I think like the reason why I don't like Mad Dog is because whenever you you hear like Mad Dog, and they and right. they would write that on like the um, what do they call that? They you give the venues. Oh, register. Roger, right? stage, stage, yeah. stage, stage plot, stage oh, plot. okay. <laughs> and it would be like mad dogs, drums or something. And so I get to a venue and like, people would be like, who's mad dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. and then, it'd be like, he be like, like raise my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like, "They'd be like, you don't look like a mad dog. like the opposite of like, what, a, you know, cause you picture like a really tough, like biker, bald cat you going to like, <laughs> right crush crush somebody's face um the reason we were they were talking about nicknames they said we chad's like we need to give you a nickname for like one of the first shows and we were driving down to miss austin i think it was oh six and they're kind of different names and then one of the drummers for bruce springsteen i think was mad dog it was a, it was a nickname I said that's a cool nickname and i and i think i was like that's i don't, I don't know what that you know like it's not that sweet at all right and they're basically like you're not supposed to like your nickname like oh. your nickname like you know if you like your nickname then we're not doing a good job of giving you the nickname
0: i guess that's a point okay
1: so then he kind of like manufactured that nickname and just called me that on stage until like people started calling me that it was. I never had a nickname before. I never liked the nickname. I didn't want the nickname. But it was just like that was that was what was decided upon as my well, nickname.
0: All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Now I'm the Mad Radio Host. It's Mad Dog and Nick in the morning. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mike Mad Dog or whatever. Isn't there, isn't there a guy named Mike Mad the Mad Dog or something?
0: I I don't <laughs> maybe. I know the Mike Mad Dog I know is you, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it was, like, my my personality, I guess, is,
1: like, kind of, like, you know, jovial, I guess, uh, generally speaking, uh, when, you, when you meet me, kind of, like, upbeat. Right, right. no, yourself. fun. Yeah, fun, I'm kind of, like, you know, I'm not, like, a big dude either, you know, right. I'm, like, like, big and jacked up or, like... Like have like kind of a growly kind of personality. So when people like eventually asked who it was, and they're like pointed to me, they're like, "Come on,
0: like seriously, <laughs> <Like laughs> that guy? guy? <laughs> he's not mad at all." <laughs> so then the drumming, I guess, though the aggressive drumming—that no, makes sense. That makes
1: sense. Makes sense, right? right so like, right. if you you're, so if you're
0: saying it from the stage,
1: it makes sense. Everything makes sense. So like he, he knew that I mean, he, he could, he could like use that sounding board he has from the stage to give me that nickname that I did not want. And it would stick because it made sense.
0: Right. Oh, man. That's great. Damn. Sick, man. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for chatting with me. I appreciate your time. I really do. I really enjoyed diving into the book and reading it. And like, I'm, I hope there's more perspectives to come. And Dude, I
1: appreciate you even taking five minutes to look at that thing. That's that cool. you that?
0: it's great. I read the whole thing. That's right, amazing. Digital cover to cover. So That's, that's- amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, man.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: All right. So- pre- really. Yeah, but um, I mean I didn't get to hang out with Tom Morello and like <laughs> you know, some of this badass shit. <laughs> so, I mean, the- Rose, but not yet, not yet. Hey, I'm pretty sure time ain't gonna come my way. <laughs> you never soon. know, you uh, never know. You're right, you're right. There's been stranger things, <laughs> like yeah, definitely. Um, beautiful man. All right, man. I'll let you go. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Mike. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good Bye night. Too.
1: Peace. All right.
0: You too. Bye. Bye.